Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Not Your Father's Movies. I'm Vito. I'm Mike. I'm Dan. And I'm Jesse, and we are the Dad Fathers coming at you with some uh, some very slapping energy. <laughs> so, some family defense energy. Family <laughs> defense <laughs> energy. It's true. It's true. That's what it's all about. It's um, all about. But just, just as a preamble here, we are joined for a very special uh, episode today. This is our Oscar episode, our second ever. Um, mm-hmm. And we're joined by a very special guest. Uh, uh, Jesse, would you like to introduce him? Yes, we are joined by Joe. Joe, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. My name is Joe McCarthy. Uh, I am friends with Dan, uh, and I, as we'll talk about a little bit later, have uh, some experience working in live television with the Academy Awards and other various Hollywood award shows. Um, I can tell you the good, the bad, and the ugly about all of it. That's awesome. Um, I can't wait to hear. (laughs) Yeah. So what was your official job title again? Uh, I'm a stage manager and associate director. Okay. Um, cool. So I think yeah. you described it earlier as something I had seen on TV shows before as like the person that goes out and gets the people from the dressing rooms and stuff and leads them to the stage. Yeah, we're the guys uh, with headsets on backstage kind of organizing the chaos of backstage. Um, and we're also directing everything in front of the cameras. So there's a director and associate director in a control room and television truck. Mm. They've got, you know, the monitor of, you know, 50 different screens for every camera feed and graphics logo that that director is calling that. And that's what goes out to the broadcast. We're directing the traffic in front of the stage. So we're calling all the, the, all the cues for people to go on stage. We're getting all the set pieces in place correctly. We are cueing people as to when they should start talking. Mm -hmm. We're shooting off confetti cannons. Um, okay. Okay. Smokes, uh, you know, if there's fake smoke coming on the stage, anything that happens on the stage, we control. Okay. Um, so there was a moment during the show where, where Kenneth Branagh won an, uh, won an award and he didn't have uh, the Oscar in his hand yet. And then the woman kind of was walking fast and you were like, oh, she went too late. Yes. Like, would you be the person in control of sending that, that woman out? Yes, or somebody on my team would mm. would have been. So usually that's the head stage manager. Okay. And my guess is that either he missed the cue because something else was happening backstage or the trophy presenter, trophy girl, was distracted and MIA for a second. And okay. That's probably more likely what happened. Because <laughs> Gary, Gary Natoli, who's the head stage manager for the Oscars, is probably the best in the business. He's the guy that um that came out two or three years ago for when La La Lamb won or oh. when La La Lamb quote unquote won. Um, I was La sitting La at home and, and I, I work with this guy, Gary very frequently. Um, and I had done the red carpet show that year. So I had worked the red carpet and I had gone home and I was just sitting on my couch watching the actual main show. And all of a sudden I'm watching the best picture win it. And I see Gary Natoli out on stage. And I was like, what is happening here? <laughs> like, this is nightmare scenario. Yeah, he should, yeah. you know, we're, we tried to never be seen. And uh, it was an oh crap moment. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> you can say everything we only ever bleep out. Okay. We, we <laughs> it, was, it was definitely an oh shit moment. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, that's Gary, who is, he would have been the one sending that trophy presenter out. Okay. Mm. Um, and my guess is that she probably was just absent-minded and probably 
you know, starstruck by, you know, Will Smith backstage. (laughs) Starstruck. Yeah. So before uh, I want to hear more and more about that uh, as, as we get deeper into it, but I think that I would like to just get, get one incident out of the way on live television. uh, Will Smith slapped Chris Rock and told him to get, get his wife's word name out of his mouth uh, several times. Um, Our broadcast was, was cut. In a couple places, we saw some clips with no audio, like some random clips with audio before it finally recentered on Chris Rock, who was standing in obvious shock, um, <laughs> trying to kind of figure out how he's supposed to finish out <laughs> giving out uh, the award. And doesn't really yeah. seem like he knows what's going on. Um, this has already been turned into a thousand memes, which is fantastic. And, and we'll post some of our favorite ones later. Um, but this... Uh, this is this is historical. I've never seen a, a famous person attack another famous person on screen. Let alone like, Will Smith. Will Smith is like Will Smith. I, he's known as being a nice guy. A nice guy. Yes. Yeah. Fresh Prince. Yeah. Fresh <laughs> Prince. <laughs> and this it was scary, like Mr. Man, Rogers up coming up and slapping somebody to me. Like this, that's yeah. He's he he's Look, he's played irascible and violent-tempered men all of his career, and it's clear now how he can tap into that. He's actually pretty good at it. <laughs> uh, yes. That was terrifying. <laughs> I would not have liked to have seen full-size Will Smith come barreling down in front of me, even with having, you know, all the cameras and people around. <clears throat> so I guess I'd have to ask, like, like what what did you guys think of that? Maybe, uh, Joe, how how would you have handled that if you had been there? What, what would the <laughs> chaos have been like? Um... There's really nothing you can do. Um, <laughs> and that's the beauty of it. Uh, I have to say, as someone who works with live event television, it might be one of the greatest moments in live event television history. <laughs> I, I watched it with pure joy. <laughs> yeah, as soon as Joe saw that, he was on his phone the rest of the show, just showing up slow-mo yeah. clips. I, and, like, I, different I, angles. I was Twitter. just... Uh, scrawling Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my, my favorite. My favorite I, I, knew, I knew it wasn't fake the moment, like as it was happening because they cut the, uh, they censored it. Yeah. yeah when they, yeah. when they cut the audio, I knew something was wrong. Um, and that it was not a, a gimmick. Yeah. I thought it was fake at first. I thought it was a fake slap. I thought I saw like a hand go up on the chest or something like that. And, but then the audio was cut, and then you you show me the replay where that did not happen, and he just Chris Rock just full on took it, yeah. and then he it, it it looked like part of his face was starting to swell while he was giving yeah. the yes. award. It's like oh my goodness, he just got <laughs> hit real hard. <laughs> I I have been decked full in the face like that, you know, with an open hand before, and the effects don't they they take a little bit, but once they do start happening, you start to like slur up. So I can imagine just like you know, you got all these cameras on you, millions of people watching. Like we got to get through this before I can't really talk right. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm geez, a little uh, shocked that Chris Rock just took it. Yeah, <laughs> it got right back up. Like it didn't it didn't look like it really faced him. It looked I, like he got slapped just like shocked. that. Shocked. Yeah, like like like. I mean, I, he saw Will Smith coming towards him. I saw Will Smith. I was like, oh, like he's going to go and be like, hey, you can't say that sort of shit about my wife or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like grab him but by no. the, yeah, grab him by his jacket and be like, ah, oh, you know. Yeah. Like kind of buddy, buddy, but like meaning it, you know. But like, yeah, that was Chris not Rock what was I expected. Like, had his hands behind his back and was leaning forward with the, the giant Chris Rock smile that we all know. Yeah. And love. <laughs> and just. And love. <laughs> 
actually kind of respect that. I, I, I respect that a lot. It wasn't that bad of a joke. No. No. It's about yeah. Jane. <laughs> given the nature of, uh, well, Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith's marriage, like yes. he could have gone a lot deeper. Well, oh, so yeah. There, there's two things I want to point out. One is that there was already a joke about Will Smith's open marriage early in the ceremony. Yep. Where he That's was true. lighted up with That's a true. single men. Mm. Like, I mm-hmm. thought, yeah. I, oh, I, I thought, missed that. Yeah, I thought that was kind <laughs> of, uh, I, don't, I didn't think it was crossing a line because it's, they have openly stated they're in an open marriage. So, yeah, I guess he could have gone up there. But I, I don't think, hasn't Will Smith gone on record as basically not really liking that too much? He does not you, like his open marriage. No. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So there's that. So that probably riled him up. And then, like, apparently, just, Something I found out in the past couple hours or so that his wife has a, a balding condition that she can't stop and has been alopecia. Yes, yeah. and yeah. very recently she's she's become much more public about the fact that she uh, she's losing it, and that's actually why she showed up at the Oscars, you know, shaved. Is that she's she's owning the condition, you know? Yeah, and um, GI Jane Two is a direct reference to that because all the characters Debbie, have shaved heads. Yeah. Well, it was uh, it was a Demi Moore GI yep. Jane? Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, famous. I mean, she's on the cover, you know, yeah. Shave Ted yeah. and everything. Uh, I feel like, though, I mean, if you guys remember back in years past, or even in Golden Globe ceremonies where people like Ricky Gervais would host, the jokes mm-hmm. were were so much meaner and and much more right. personal. <laughs> uh, we never approached this level of, of aggression in response to a joke. Yeah. Um, I, I, thought I, 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 I thought the joke was over the line and a little bit in poor taste, but slapping him, slapping Chris Rock was not really good. I, I, I do remember Robert Downey Jr., Getting pretty upset at uh, Ricky Gervais. Yeah. But not slapping, obviously. But did, right. did he do anything physical or just like showing dis- He He made a joke about Robert Downey Jr.'s drug problems in the past. Right. Mm-hmm. And he like, I forget exactly what he said, but he, it was a. He vocalized something. He was a vocal and he, he had the room support, I think. Yeah. I think Bill Gibson also. Uh, Got after him. <laughs> I feel like vocal a vocal response is something totally different. Like it, yeah. to vocally say, like, hey, you're an asshole, shut up. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I I will get behind that and be like, Yeah, that was a tasteless joke. You deserve to like shout out and like have a response. But to go up and slap someone, I mean too far. Jeez, yeah. like, yeah, that's 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 a level too far. Yeah, I'm not public Plemons. television. <laughs> it was it wasn't too far. It wasn't far enough. It was that great. <laughs> You're here for the chaos. I love it. No, okay, that's interesting. I just heard Jesse Plemons. So, uh, oh, Mike yeah, Mike yeah. tweeted out of, of our Twitter account like, um, the jokes that Amy Schumer was making to to Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst. Dunst. Oh, I know. We're awful. so much meaner. Like, that so much meaner. Yeah, she called her like a seat holder. And yeah, then Jesse Clemens is looking uncomfortable and pissed. Like, yeah. that is my wife. Like, she, she is more kicked. famous than both of us put together. Right. Like, yeah. She's yes. amazing. Which is the yeah. joke. Which is the joke, right? Yeah. And that's why Amy Schumer is making that joke. And sure. I get why, as, as as the sort of comedian that Amy Schumer is, like, that's that's what you'd go for. But I, I, don't, I don't know. It was uncomfy. Yeah. It was weird. Everyone's dirty laundry was out for everyone else to see. <laughs> Will Smith published that scorching autobiography, right, of mm. his own in, in the lead up to get this Oscar. Like right, yeah. everyone's secrets are out and everyone's having a real hard time dealing with them. <laughs> uh, 
I just I I love that about this, and I just wanted to make sure we we, we shout it out right away uh, before we get deeper, and then we'll reference it constantly, of course. I, I, oh, I love so um, Sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say I, I loved uh, Sir Sir Anthony Hopkins reference, which was you know I I don't have much to say. It's all been said already by Will Smith, except for peace and love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was that was that was classy. Yeah. Is this so, a sorry. new award that's going to happen now? Like the getting the, sma- the shit smacked out of you by by Will Smith award? <laughs> it should be. I feel it, like, like it I, needs to be an annual thing now. If you look up like videos of Will Smith, there's plenty of videos of him uh, semi-assaulting people uh, who get in his face, like the numerous reporters that have like touched him or whatever. And he'll reach out like way out with his big ass arms. and He'll just go whap. <laughs> uh, this, this, is, oh, this is a pretty known fine. thing. Exactly. I mean, they're, they're reporters, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, maybe if we can pivot then, uh, uh, Joe to you, sir. Um, so how, how many shows have you worked at, uh, for the Oscars? Um, like how, how long? Um, I have done the Oscars, I think four different, uh, on four different occasions. Um, and I've only done the main show one time. Um, but I've, regularly i used to do the e-red carpet shows and then i did the main red carpet show one time as well Um, and i you know we do award shows so i do i've worked the screen actors guild awards i do the directors guild of america awards every year i'm in the dga i'm a dga stage manager okay um and uh you know we do the emmys we do uh the only like big award show that i haven't done is i've never worked on the grammys ah okay um, oh, but yeah, we do all kinds of uh, Hollywood award shows. It's kind of our bread and butter for it's our busiest time of year. And I, I recently, within the last year or two, year and a half, moved from living in Los Angeles, where we lived for 10 years, mm-hmm. to Phoenix, which is a whole nother story, kind of COVID-related move. Um, but uh, this time of year, I've been back to Los Angeles four times in the last six weeks. So. Wow. I'm back a there a lot. <laughs> yeah, That's a, a lot. lot. How, how did you get into it? How did you start working uh, as like a awards show um, person? Uh, to be honest with you, a little bit of nepotism. Hollywood to a T. Yeah, I I grew up in Washington D.C. and my mother worked for a guy named George Stevens Jr. Um, who was the executive producer of a show named called Kennedy Center Honors. He created the show. And the Kennedy Center Honors is a, another big-time award show that happens every year that they give a Lifetime Achievement Award to five people. And it's usually someone from film, ballet, opera, rock music, country music. Um, and the president actually gives you the award. Um, oh, cool. So the president's there. And it's a big – it's like the – The president of the United States of America. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, Okay. The, the all of the honorees <laughs> sit up there with the president cool. in in a box. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah. So my mom was worked for this guy who created that show, and my mom was eventually a producer on that show. And George, but George has a very interesting background, and George is kind of like my mentor. Um, George is an old man at this point, um, but George created the American Film Institute. Oh wow! Um, oh, wow. He was the founder wow. of AFI oh. um, in the 1960s, and he also produced. Uh, the American Film Institute Lifetime Achievement Award, which happens every year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I go back in June to tape that. Uh, I forget who's getting the award this year. Um, but George is a big time Hollywood person. He has two Academy Awards himself. Um, and his father, 
was a famous film director. Uh, his father, George Stevens Sr., produced uh, or directed uh, some old classic Hollywood movies like A Place in the Sun, mm. um, Shine, uh, Shane Giant, yeah, yeah. Um, The Diary of Anne Frank, The Greatest Story Ever Told. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, okay. so I got into it with that. Um, I started as a PA, cool. just getting coffee. And then um, I started working in script departments, which is kind of the the basic trajectory path to being a director. You learn how to build a show working in the script department. Um, and then I became a stage manager on the Kennedy Center Honors. That was my first stage managing job. And right after that, um, in order to be a stage manager, you have to be admitted into the Directors Guild of America. Gotcha. Um, and so once I got into the DGA, which is the big union that every director and associate and assistant director are members of, uh, that's when I moved out to Los Angeles and just kind of, you know, one job led to another and you just get on that circuit of uh, Hollywood shows. And um, I also do very bad game shows. Um, <laughs> I've worked on a lot of very crap game shows that got canceled after one season. Family Feud. Have you ever done Game Feud? Uh, never done Family Feud. I did uh, Price is Right, though. Oh, okay. Oh, did pri- did awesome. Price is Right for two seasons. <laughs> wow. Um, nice. Did Dancing with the Stars. Oh, wow. Um, uh, our, the genre is technically called live multicam television. So it's okay. any kind of television that has multiple cameras. On most shows, we have minimum of four cameras, but usually it's about 20 cameras. And that's opposed to a show like Breaking Bad, where it's single camera. And they mm, shoot it okay. cinematic style. Mm. Um, okay. So any multi-camera show is what we do. Wow. That's that's amazing. And then when you're not doing that, you come on a, a crappy DIY podcast. <laughs> of course. <laughs> In your free time. Cool. Yeah. In your free time. Yeah. Well, uh, so you work across all, all these different kinds of shows um, for all different kinds of associations. Uh, what what's what's like your your most favorite moment from any of those shows, not just Oscars? Like what, what's a treasured memory that you have? Personal memory, I was just telling them this. I mean, there's a lot. Um, But at the Oscars, um, one of the coolest things I remember, and this was the first Oscars I ever worked at, um, uh, I was standing in the wings and walked. um, So part of our job as a stage manager is we bring the talent to their to. From their, we pull them from their seat. We bring them backstage to send them on stage. We bring them to hair and makeup. We bring them to their dressing rooms and from their dressing rooms to the stage. We kind of just monitor all their traffic. And once they walk off stage, we bring them back and put them back in their seats so that the camera operators can cut away to them to get reaction shots. Because um, we like to have you know that seat filler moment. Mm-hmm. We do actually put seat fillers into the seats so that there isn't... We The last thing we want to see is... Like a wide shot of the audience and see empty seats in the audience. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, this was 2012, maybe 2013. Um, uh, Adele, I had to bring her back to her dressing room, and Adele had just won the Oscar for um, oh, awesome. the James Bond movie, but I forget which one. That Skyfall. Was. Skyfall. Skyfall. Right? Yeah. And. I'm walking her back and she's just staring at her Oscar. She's like, Oh my God, I just want a bloody fucking Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, just sit there like, congratulations. That's really awesome. And yeah, 
That is the actual reaction. (laughs) Yeah, it was just really just kind of... It was also like my first time being at the Oscars. So I was still kind of just awestruck being there. And then just seeing that raw emotion from a megastar of just pure shock and joy was pretty kind of cool and revealing that something you just no one else would see and I, that was kind of cool right no camera roll, rolling no just yeah. not e- this was even before like the days of like i think now they probably have social media teams following those people mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. to like put stuff up on youtube or on instagram instantly it was like me her publicist and like her boyfriend and just us walking down the halls, like in the depths of the Dolby theater. Nice. And it's like, wow. Yeah. So next that, time I see Adele, I'll be like, remember the time you won an Oscar? I'm standing right next to you. <laughs> <laughs> I remember your quote, which honestly, yeah. like that should have been the thing that was read out. Not like, thank you so much. Everyone should be like, holy f- shit. <laughs> yeah. If you watch her speech, Oscar. if you wa- go back and watch her speech, she is like very emotional. Um, yeah. So like, when she like, she held it together as best she could on stage, and when she got off stage, she just let it loose. It was really just kind of, <laughs> yeah, surreal to just see that pure emotion. I mean, I can't imagine winning an Oscar, so mm. yeah, maybe, maybe one day, man. Um, okay, wow. I, I guess, <laughs> well, I guess kind of getting getting in a little bit further into it, just sort of about uh, about your opinions. Um, in, in your opinion, do, do the do the Academy Awards get it right often? Or or not so much. Uh, not so much. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess for the most part they do. I don't know. Yeah, we talking uh, like 60, 40, 70, 30? Uh, it's it's all subjective. It's all your matter of opinion. You know, yeah. I hated Coda. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I really wanted Belfast to win. I thought Belfast was a brilliant movie. Nice. Um, but I knew, kind of knew going into, I thought um, Power of the Dog was going to win. And yeah, I thought Power of the too. Dog was incredibly boring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, really my boring. thoughts exactly. Yeah. I, I thought it was also going to win. And I also thought it was boring. <laughs> Another, going back to my history here, this guy that was my mentor, um, the first time I really cared about the Academy Awards um, was when I was in seventh grade. Mm. Um, my mom's boss, George. Um, was brought on by uh, Terrence Malick, who was a famous film director, um, mm-hmm. to be the executive producer of a movie called The Thin Red Line. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Which was a World War II movie. Oh, yeah. wow. And um, my mom was left us for six months to go to Australia um, wow. to go film that. And um, so... We, I was all in for the Thin Red Line. I was very invested in that. And uh, I really do think the Thin Red Line was the best uh, film that year. But uh, the Thin Red Line was overshadowed by another great World War II movie by George's friend, Steven Spielberg, Saving Private Ryan. Um, so we got a little overshadowed yeah. on that. And, yeah. and then out of all of that, Shakespeare in Love won that year. So. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Super famous. You know, going back to my first like memories of really consciously watching the Oscars, I've been disappointed in the Oscars. So, mm. so you just tie it. So every time you think Oscars, just like bitter disappointment. Yeah, bastards. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's, that's amazing. That that's incredible. Um, 
So, okay, so we're, we're naming the thin red line. Uh, what, what are some of the like favorites of yours or maybe favorite Oscar winners of yours from, from years past? Or Oscar not winners. I won't say losers. But. <laughs> I can't tell you the greatest Oscar snob. I mean, like my all-time favorite movies? Sure. Sure. Um, gotta go Godfather. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I think my favorite... I'm a huge fan of the movie Chinatown. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think Chinatown is just a brilliant film. Um, and you mentioned Casino earlier too, right? Yeah, Casino is not like I wouldn't call it like some great cinematic masterpiece. Um, <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, they, it, I don't they, even think there's some there's some people that are like it's better than Goodfellas. I'm not one of those people, but I've definitely heard that before. I, I totally am. <laughs> you are. I think it but is significantly better than Goodfellas. But it's not. Oh a my gosh! Movie. About to fight. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's. <laughs> It's more like I could watch it's I could watch Casino every week for the rest of my life. And it's just I like the movie. I don't think it's like some great movie, though. Yes. Wow. Um, Okay. It's like a personal favorite. Yeah, my personal favorite. Um, Another great film that I love is a movie called The Bicycle Thieves. Oh, yeah. Um, Vittorio De Sica. That won Best Foreign I, I, Film, and I believe it won Best Picture. I think it's the only foreign film to ever win Best Picture. Um, yeah, I think there's another one in the 90s, but continue. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I like that movie, too, just because, you know, me and the director shared heritage. Vittorio's, you know, see Vittorio's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, um, my parents were very good, with my mom especially being in the business of showing me old films. Growing mm. up as a child, we would yeah. watch movies every week. Um, and my parents were very, were Italian despite my Irish last name. Um, the, uh, so my parents were very into Italian films and, um, when I was learning to read, that's how they taught me how to read was watching silent and silent films and, uh, Italian films. Oh, that's incredible. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like we would watch, uh, Battleship Potemkin, which, uh, Sergei Eisenstein was the director. Um, a lot of Fellini yeah the baby the Odessa (laughs) Steps brilliancy and been replicated thousands of times right Um, De Sica Fellini um, there's another great movie called Cinema Paradiso I think Mm -hmm. that might be my if you've never seen Cinema Paradiso and you're a movie lover it's one of the best odes to the brilliance of movies and how movies can touch you and Mm -hmm. just really shape your shape your outlook on life and just how important film is. And as yeah. I assume we're all good Catholics here. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're, uh, I mean, I try well, like, no, I don't, I know these guys are, I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> you guys it's, are. It's subjective. <laughs> there, there's some very good old Catholic stuff in there. So it's just, it's of one of those like, uh, I mean, we're all, we're all big fans of like a man for all seasons, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. We, we, we are all practicing Catholics. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So There's some very funny <laughs> confession scenes in there. And the priest, the priest is like the central figure uh, is a crotchety old priest. And, but really just has a love for the, the main character, even though he doesn't always show it. And sure. if you have classic, the, yeah, the ending of that film, I cry every single time I watch it. So, mm-hmm. Okay. I, I haven't revisit. I haven't seen that since the first time I saw it. I think I was eight years old, and I think it was on HBO. And I, I don't even know if I've seen the whole thing, but I remember watching it and, and really engaging with it, despite being really young. Um, I'll have to go back. I haven't thought about that in years. Well, uh, you guys should do a podcast on Cinema Parody, so and I will be glad to come back and 
Ooh, all wax, right. Wax, wax all poetic right. about the brilliance of that film. <laughs> Sounds like we're going to do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, boy. Um, and so th- and then this question actually is from uh, from Dan. So, Dan, maybe you want to ask it. Yeah, it was, it was a question I wanted to ask about because you meet all these celebrities and these actors. Do you feel like that has affected how you watch movies? The fact that you kind of see them, you know, more as people maybe than the rest of us do um, has like, yeah, has meeting all these directors and all these actors changed how you watch a movie. Hmm. Um, I wouldn't say meeting them, but working in the film and television business, I have a greater appreciation for what it takes to get that made. Mm-hmm. And all, you know, starting from literally scratch paper and getting just the process of putting a television show together or putting a film together. I just have a tremendous amount of respect for um, the craft and the art that they do, um, even though I do it on a much smaller scale. Sure. Um, And I can't even imagine what it would be like to be a director or an assistant director on such a massive film like that. Mm. Um, have you seen any movie this year where you're like, wow, that must've been a real pain in the neck to make? Um, well, I, as I just said, I'm, I fell hard for Belfast. Okay. Um, yeah. I think Belfast was a, uh, a must've been a more difficult undertaking, I think, because it does have similar to, um, it had a, a, like bicycle thieves, it had a very neo neo realism feel to it. Um, with uh, like some of those young actors in it, um, yeah. that were not professionals. Um, okay, and it, while that must have been challenging, I think it brought authenticity to it. Um, and uh I mean, I can't imagine doing something like Dune. I, I okay. I have no, <laughs> I have no conception of even how to film something He's, like that. How do you um, start? I don't know. Villeneuve is a madman. No one knows how to do that. <laughs> yeah, Belfast. I think technically was fairly straightforward. Sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. To shoot that, um, and the acting was fairly straightforward, but it was very raw, and um, I think that kind of that impressed me to get sure. that. And also yeah. Kenneth Branagh is such a brilliant actor. Um, I'm sh- sure that he was able to, if, from behind the camera, pull the best out. I mean, mm. pull the best Art. out of those kids and yeah, all the yeah. other actors in that. Because, I mean, Kenneth Branagh is really just a brilliant actor. I, I bet I bet that only he could have done something that looked like that. Um, especially because, yeah. you know, kind of based on his own life and all. I, I know that when... I wasn't a huge fan of the West Side Story remake, but I know when I was watching the Mambo scene, I that t- boggled my mind. I have no idea how how anyone could make something that looked like that. I mean, it's Spielberg, one of the greats, but still shockingly difficult to just even to watch. I actually okay? have somewhat of an insight on that. Oh, yeah, um, Dancing with the Stars. D- Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. I worked with the, the director of Dancing with the Stars, stars a guy named Alex Rodzinski. And he, his head stage manager is a guy named Gary Hood, who Gary Hood was one of the guys that brought me into the business. Mm-hmm. In fact, Gary Hood signed my application 
you have to have three people sign your application to join the director's guild. And Gary was one of those, but Gary brought me on for dancing with the stars. And also um, he, he and Alex uh, do all those like live musicals that you've been seeing on television. And I got a chance to work on Grease live, which was on Fox mm, yeah. a couple of years ago. So I kind of have an idea of how, I mean, we did a musical live. Right. Um, yeah. You know, there were that's no wild. second takes. There were no, uh, <laughs> that's, that's we screwed up. We screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> did you screw up? Uh, I didn't. Oh, good. <laughs> good. That's great. <laughs> but my job wasn't too complicated. My job was to literally get dancers on a golf cart and move them to another part of the Paramount lot. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, I, I kind of understand how that choreography goes and um, it is very impressive, but he had some of the best people in the, oh, in sure. the live event television world working for uh, Spielberg did. He had some of the best people from the Broadway world working for him. And obviously he had the best crew um, camera operators working for him. Um, sure. So I don't, Obviously, I'm not trying to take anything away from Steven Spielberg, but I, <laughs> to me, it's not as impressive as I think other people would think it is. So, I, I mean, yeah. you, you, have, you have actual insight. I, I, mean, I guess with the way you describe it that way, uh, it would be more impressive if he didn't make it something amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so a question I have, I guess, would be, does he have all, does he have all this support? Is it? I, I just think of like Disney with their billions of dollars. Like, is it because there's money that he has or is it because everybody just wants to support Steven Spielberg? Uh, Steven Spielberg says he wants to make a movie. Steven Spielberg can get yeah. whatever <laughs> funding he needs. And, and Steven Spielberg from, I've met him a couple times and this guy, George, who was my mentor is very good friends with Steven Spielberg. Um, my mom knows Steven Spielberg a little bit. Um, uh, but was he a guy you wanted to work for when you met him? Was he, he was very nice. Okay. But, um, yeah, but S Steven knows how to surround him. And that's what that's, that's the job of a director. The, the job of a director is not necessarily, I mean, with someone like Kenneth Branagh, it is about bringing out the best acting, but it's really a CEO job. It is about surrounding yourself with the best people, the best cameramen, the best uh, script people that know how to organize your show and or organize your movie, um, surrounding yourself with the best, in this case, choreographers and people that can bring their experience from Broadway and musical theater. Um, and yeah, Spielberg is a master at that. I mean, his, He's, his AD team has been with him going back to Jaws. And his editors, oh, wow. same thing with like Steven Spielberg, or not Steven Spielberg, uh, Martin Scorsese. I mean, these people have a team that they can rely on. And they're like, they, they've done so many movies for so many decades together that, you know, their left hand is basically a separate, you know, a separate part of them. Right. Um, yeah, I mean that makes sense. Like with uh was it David Fincher on on Zodiac uh talking about directing and like try 
he said it's like trying to make a painting and shouting out to like three different people to the painter to get the paintbrush in the right area. Exactly. So it makes sense <laughs> that you want you want the same crew who can basically read your mind. Yes. Yeah. And that, I'm sure that's what Spielberg had on that show. I mean, I had on that. So really, there's no excuse for it to be that mediocre then. Because that movie's pretty <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. But... <laughs> you don't have I also to hate musicals, so whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah awesome. musical, I think, is probably my least favorite genre of... Uh... Yeah, breaking it's my always heart. like... You're breaking me heart. But how do you sing all that jazz? <laughs> don't be breaking my heart. Yeah, <laughs> you you like 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 what you like what you like. Yeah. I don't. It's I, I'm just happy that you're able to hear and give us like some kind of insight because these are questions that you know you can sit around and, and debate for days, and you can use common sense logic based on your own you know my own observations of how organizations run and apply it to this. But it's nice to hear that just like everything else, this is just a business, and businesses run a certain way. Um, yeah, and I think that's constructive. There is certainly art to it, and it, it's it is an art, but it is just as much managerial and. Um, you know, you're a director that I work for is a guy named Lou Horvitz and he can't, I mean, to an annoying degree, it always harps about how he's like the general, you know, of a go leading a team into battle. I'm like, come on, dude. (laughs) Um, But, and using military slang, um, but it really is, you know, because the general's not out there fighting. Mm Mm-hmm. The general needs to make sure that, you know, this are the artillery's doing this, the infantry's doing this, the air's doing this, um, and just getting it all into coordination and getting it all to blend in as one. As you said, it's three different people painting the same picture mm-hmm. and getting all of those people to come together. And when they do come together, you can make some brilliant stuff. That's um, amazing. Yeah, that's so cool. maybe, maybe talking about that that brilliant stuff. Maybe we can the, sort of loop over into the into the show that we just watched. So we yeah. obviously covered what a transition. The uh, <laughs> <laughs> <No> big thing, <laughs> um, but about in this show, like what are what are some of your favorite moments? Like for for all of us, uh, maybe, maybe um, the slap. The slap. <laughs> I guess slap I, heard around the world. Everything's competing for second place. <laughs> you know, we've got like. Before Christ and after Christ, you've got before Will Smith slapped Chris Rock and after after the slap. I thought it would be shorter. <laughs> that went uh, on way too long. But I, yeah, I, I just wanted to happen. I stood up. I was like walking around the kitchen, like, wow, I can't believe that just happened. <laughs> like this got exciting. It's like watching a UFC fight. Everything's going crazy. I mean, they 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 just talked about this new museum that the Academy's opened up in uh, Los Angeles. They yeah. need to dedicate a whole wing to the slap. Yeah. <laughs> just a wall of, of freeze frames. Just like yeah. frame by frame that thing. They should just like like take all the particles that sort of like fall off of Will Smith's hand over the next seven years until like the hand isn't the same. And you build it again. Out. Yeah. And just like yeah. put that in a box. Like this is Will Smith's hand. That, right. That's disgusting. <laughs> it's really gross that you're bringing it's this really up. Gross. But I have, yeah. when, when is there going to be an NFT of the slap? That, that's really it probably weird. already is. Javier Bardem was probably it. invested in it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I knew they were going to bring in NFTs. I knew that was going to come Unavoidable. in. Unavoidable. Like, they got crypto.com like, <laughs> sponsoring this thing. Oh, I'm like, word. they got to yeah. bring in NFTs, and it's going to be just as cringy as Jimmy Fallon talking about it. I know it's going to oh happen. My it's yes. my favorite video on the internet. Uh, I, I got to say, though, second place, uh, this is also kind of a cringe moment for me anyway. It's uh, so I, I have a four year old uh, who loves Encanto. Uh, we've seen it like twice. She loves the music. I hate we don't talk about Bruno. 
I really don't like that song. And uh, it's funny that it's not nominated, but they had to do a live, you know, thing of it here at the Oscars and they had the cast to do it. And I found it, um, I found it really unpleasant. I thought it was, I thought it was really, really cringy uh, and and very awkward. And it wasn't that Cardi B. You don't talk about Bruno. It was like we are at the Oscars. So, like, I think my son was in the room at the time. We're like, "Oh, it's we don't talk about Bruno." And then they started rapping. He's like, "What?" <laughs> He's like, "Well, where is we don't talk about Bruno?" Like, I, I don't know. It was there. No adult. No adult wants to hear this song. If you're gonna do the song, it's for the, it's for the kids. <laughs> yeah. But then yeah. when you introduce a, a rap solo, the kids are lost. Like, who's this for? Yeah, it was for nobody, and it. Stunk. What's funny is we had all the kids over here to watch the Oscars at Dan's house, and uh-huh. my daughter is two, and we've done our best to push off getting Disney movies as long as we can. So sure. she hasn't seen so she hasn't seen Encanto until tonight, where she watched it in Dan's kids' room. Um, but I heard you guys talking about Bruno all night, and I'm like, why are we talking about the Sasha Baron Cohen movie? <laughs> of like is that like that's a deep pull dude <laughs> like that's certainly not very kid friendly here <laughs> that's why we don't talk about it <laughs> yeah my children my children love bruno uh borat not so much um mike what was your what was your second favorite moment what was your runner-up oh gosh what was my second favorite moment um favorite can be said in many ways as well uh you know, I was surprised at how funny Amy Schumer was at the beginning yes. of the show. Like, it was at a pleasant beginning. surprise. <laughs> at the beginning. There's a like, clear... whoa, she does have humor. That uh-huh. was great. Yeah. Uh, that was that was probably my my second favorite moment. Um, either that or, or, or Anthony Hopkins, because he's always my favorite moment. I mean, the, the man the man is, is class personified, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah, um, absolutely. And we talked before about uh, both Mike and I have, have met Anthony Hopkins at different times. I've met him a couple times, so has Mike. Um, yeah. He's always just been just the most pleasant, um, yeah. wonderful person to speak to. Um, yeah, I love seeing him at the Oscars. So I'm always like, yes, there's a gentleman there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> how about how about you, Dan? What's what's what was your runner up moment? Um, I'm trying to think of a single moment. I really, really, I had a moment where I was very excited that Dune got like was it four Oscars in a row? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah it was lot. like one after the other. And that got me very excited, even though it didn't win, you know, spoilers, but it didn't win some of the bigger <laughs> ones. Um, I was, I was very excited that it was winning so many in a row and just receiving so much recognition by everybody. I, um, yeah. So I, I think just, just how many it won and how many it won in a row was very exciting to me as a, you know, huge fan of the movie. Um, yeah, that, I don't know if that's a single moment, but that was just when I got the most excited. Every the time Oscars. they said the words Dune, Dan was like, what? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, yeah I love like, how I they know. all sh- I, shouted out Denny, Denny Villeneuve as well. Just yeah. like very much like he is the, the yeah. man who put this all together and He's we're winning all of the Oscars. <laughs> yeah. Like there was, like, um, you should remember this. There was a moment where uh, I had found out what what best director was right before it came up. And it's just like, Dan, it wasn't Denny Villeneuve. And then Dan looked like legitimately depressed. Like, oh, man. Because <laughs> you forgot that Denny Villeneuve was a nominee. <laughs> you got depressed well, you know, all over again about it. You got to root for the underdog. Like, he wasn't nominated, but maybe. The write-in candidate. <laughs> maybe they'll still give it to him. You never yeah. know. <laughs> And a surprising turn of events, no one that was nominated. 
Uh, how about how about you, Jesse? What was your what was your runner up? All right. So so the slap happened, right? And uh, the whole time, I was basically invested in the show because, like, Dan and I, we we had done the app where we were tracking everybody's score about like who got what right. Yeah. So I was constantly rooting for whoever I voted, but then when Best Actor came, <laughs> I was just like, oh, I hope it's Will Smith. I hope it's Will Smith. I want to see Will Smith up there giving a speech after slapping the shit out of Chris Rock. And then he did. There was cheering in the room just so we could see what this moment would be like. And it was the moment was far too long. Oh my gosh. Uh, but yeah. it was it, it it was like dirty laundry flying in the air right in front of us, like, oh yeah, I just did something good. <laughs> I just slapped the shit out of Chris Rock and here I am accepting an award. My bad. Crying and not <laughs> apologizing. <laughs> apologizing to the Academy, but not yes. Chris Rock. To I'm sorry you had to see Chris me Rock. put that guy in his place. <laughs> <laughs> that was the tone, and it was it was a funny tone. Of course he didn't apologize to Chris Rock, because Chris Rock did insult his wife. And so maybe Chris Rock doesn't... Well, no, Chris Rock still deserved an apology, and he shouldn't have done that. But it was... Uh, yeah. He also had some good lines in the speech. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one of the best lines in his speech was a line that Denzel gave him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, uh, what, what, was he, the, what was the actual line? Um, oh, I don't have it pulled up. At the height of your achievements. Uh, the, the, the devil will come for you. Something something along those lines. Yeah. Something, it, 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 felt, uh, it felt scriptural. Um, yeah. Joe, how about you? What was your, what was your runner up? Uh, I don't, I'm going to go a different direction here. Not necessarily a moment, um, but I'm going to give a shout out to the producers and the director, Glenn Weiss. For doing something that was a little controversial going into the Oscars, but um, the way that they managed uh, cutting the uh, the craft awards, um, the technical awards that they were doing during commercial breaks and asserting them, um, there was a lot of uproar about that from you know best costume design and all those minor awards that we could never get them cut, but the show is kind of stale. Um, and it needs it's too long. It's too long. It's just way too long. And those, you know, the first hour and a half of that show used to be nothing but those minor technical awards. Mm. Um, and I feel like they did it tastefully by, and credit to them because they were editing those almost in real time um, right. to get them to play back from the truck almost immediately. Yeah. Um, but, I feel like they did a good job and struck a very happy balance that I think a lot of those crafts and technical people will be satisfied with because they still gave them a shout out and still gave them their 15 seconds of fame, but didn't let them go on for three minutes. Um, I think that helped the pacing of the show significantly. Yeah. I I liked it. It really felt like it was moving to the last 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the Will Smith Bruno, speech. When Will Smith and then the Bruno song. I felt like the Bruno song just dragged it on too long. Yeah, um, but I will give one crowd, one shout out. I thought that, that technically, from a television perspective, that that was pretty impressive that what they did. Because if you notice, the first 45 minutes to a minute and a half of that was one long tracking shot on a steady cam. Yeah. Yeah, and that steady cam yeah. operator was just going back. Walking backwards the entire time, and he had a downstairs a little bit of spinning. Yeah, he had a tech uh, a tech guy behind him wrapping cable, and a stage manager kind of just guiding guiding him through there. And then there was probably six or seven other stage managers queuing on 
yeah, all those other people. But that steady came up. I don't know who it was. I'm sure that I know him. Um, but he had to know that choreography of that down to a T so that he knew exactly where to turn the camera to, how to rack the focus, know the exact distance between that person and where the camera okay. was. It was just a very, uh, very impressive technical uh, little moment during that. Yeah, it was. I just wish what was on the camera. Yeah. <laughs> a little better. Well, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's funny because like we we live in a world of like VOD and everything is streamed, you know, and recorded after the fact. I feel like maybe we don't appreciate things that are live and like done really well live. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of my, my sister-in-law during the show, she's like, hey, the subtitles are kind of like lagging. And, <laughs> and I was like, well, it's because it's live. Like they can't, they don't know what the person's about to say. They can't put the subtitles up quickly enough for us to see them at the same time. And it made me realize that like, we don't really watch, at least my family, like we don't watch things happening live very often. Yeah. Everything is after the fact it's all recorded and, and video on demand. And so, yeah, it's, it's interesting that you say that, like that watching it live, you have a greater appreciation for how the camera work was done and everything. And the, 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 the cues, cause it's, it is probably an art that's kind of being lost. Yeah. And it's daring. I got to give them credit. I mean, it is, it is daring to do things live. Um, and they could have easily shot that up on stage and they could have made that much simpler. Um, but they decided to go for it. And I've got to give them credit for that. Yeah. I was digging the beginning. I, like I said, I actually like that. We didn't talk about Bruno, like as a performance up until the, the rap solo came. Um, well, I mean, even, even moving to different song, it. like, like Beyonce's, <laughs> Beyonce's number. I mean, that, that was really impressive as well. Yeah. 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 But that yeah. wasn't live. So they, they, had, they had a few takes on that, I'm sure. I see. Oh, okay. yeah. I, all I saw was it yeah. said live in the corner of my screen. So I didn't know that I was being shown a recording on live TV. Uh, maybe it was live, but I can't imagine. I don't know why they would do it live. It just said ABC live in the corner and, and I was watching it. Uh, and it, um, it, looked, it, it looked really look, cinematic. It did not look live to me. I am yeah. 95% certain that was a playback. I mean, I, I they, believe you. Okay. I, just, I just know it was on my TV. <laughs> They may have pre- they may have pre-recorded it even five minutes before it went live. Oh sure, we call that, we call that live to tape. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. So they they can play it back live, but if say Beyonce tripped and fell during that performance, if you don't have to do it live, you can cover yourself and give you yourself that five minute. But they might have done that this morning, sure, and, yeah. and recorded okay. that. And also the beauty of that is, um, you know, with the musical performance, sometimes, you know, um, especially doing something live, you know, the artist can take a longer solo, a guitar solo, or they can extend the, um, the musical performance out longer than we had timed out for. So on a show like the Oscars, where they quote unquote, try and get it timed out to the second, they never do because it always goes over. Um, but for as if you can get as many prepackaged tape elements that you can play pack, that gets you cl- that re- helps you significantly get the show to time and get that show as close to being under yeah. three hours as possible because they know exactly to the tenth of a second how long Beyonce's performance is going to be. 
going into the show. It's not, it's, it's not a variable yeah. moment on that. And they know it's going to be perfect. Unlike yeah. the steady cam shot, which is daring and live. They know it's going to be perfect because it's in the cam. I see. I see. I I'm learning. I'm learning so much. Thanks. Thanks for sharing, Joe. <laughs> no worries. Uh, well, maybe, uh, maybe we can move to the awards itself. So I meant to write down the order that they were presented in, uh, but I there were a lot of kids running around and I didn't know it. Did, did anyone take note of that? Otherwise, I'll just go from the bottom of the list and go up to the top. Just go from the bottom to the top. Oh, we did not do that. We There was also children. Children were throwing things downstairs. Children were screaming. Kids were crying. Kids were being fed. Yep. It was, uh, yeah, it was throwing a, children downstairs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Throwing, <laughs> kids are throwing other kids. Yeah. I threw all the kids uh, at a certain point. Um Okay, I, I made so Joe's I, kid cry by talking to her. Kath is in a I mood right now. I made Vito's kid cry by holding her. Yeah, I have a, I, oh, okay. I have a four four year old and a six month old, and and my my six month old cried the second hardest she's ever cried in her life <laughs> because her godfather picked her up. Uh, the scream was unreal, and it went on for forever. It she was screamed for it a was, long time. I do we I, all have infants here? Yeah. Yeah. I've got a five month old. You've got a three month old. Yep. You've got a three month. Yeah, basically three month old. Yeah. Yeah. So So we're all not sleeping right now. No, (laughs) no, no, we're all up right now. Not at all. (laughs) This is the only time I get to feel like a human. Exactly. (laughs) Um, but but okay. So I've cut, I've decided to cut again for sake of our our brevity, uh the the shorts. I'm gonna ruthlessly do what the Oscars also ruthlessly have done is just cut the shorts because I, I don't I don't know man. No one cares. Wait, I know one cares. No, but Dan wanted to call out one, right? Dan, I, Dan, please call out one. Okay, the only one, give me 10 seconds. The yeah. only one that I was like, hey, this is actually I have a buddy at my a previous job I worked that was really into short films. He'd always share them with me whenever they were really good. Um anyways, the windshield wiper. The one that oh, actually the winner. won. Yeah, the animated short film. I was actually kind of rooting for it because it was really good. It's about like all these different kind of ideas of love and uh, different ways that we think of the word love. Um, It's a very, very well done short film. And like for anybody that's into short films, that's, you know, watched anthology series or anything like that. um, It's it's by the same group that did one of the uh, love, death, and robots episodes. Oh, oh I love that show. Course, yeah, yeah. So it's the same group of people that did one of those episodes. So they're just like top notch in the game. And All right, I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> yeah, it's worth watching. It's kind of, it's kind of strange, but it's good. It's very good, and I, I definitely would recommend the windshield wiper. So Dan, I actually ended up watching the windshield wiper last night. Um, oh. after, after we were messaging on Slack and I was like, well, I haven't really seen any of them. And you were like, well, I've got like, I, I care about some. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to watch all of them tonight. And I watched one. So <laughs> just so happened, it was the right one to watch. Um, awesome. I'm glad about it. it was really cool. Like incredible art style. And, um, it was, it was, it was beautiful. It was moving. It touched me. Yeah, I agree. I'm glad you watched it. That's that's awesome. I know we have a previous guest. Dominic is out there right now, just just shitting himself because we are <laughs> we are treating this with no importance. And he watched every single one of them in the space <laughs> of like three days because he's a crazy person. Uh, sorry, Dominic. He he doesn't have children. Nope. 
No, he has he has all the time in the world yeah. to do cool stuff. But let, let's but start also, here with the. Uh, can I just show you guys the uh, the front page of the New York Post? <laughs> <laughs> Is it? Best, oh, it's a picture of <laughs> best smacker. <laughs> Oh, if you can see that. Yeah. Oh, amazing. <laughs> That's great. Finally, Oscars That's are great. a smash hit. It looks yeah. good. I told you it'd be a new award. Yes. <laughs> a new award, the Smackter Award. Best Smackter. <laughs> and Smacktress, all right? We need to be inclusive. Yeah. <laughs> um, but maybe starting here, let's just start with our writing, uh, original and adapted screenplay. So original screenplay, uh, one for uh, Belfast, not other nominees for Don't Look Up, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, and Worst Person in the World. How do you guys feel about this? Uh, Joe, I know you're a big fan of this one. I was very happy to see Kenneth Branagh win it, especially because it's such a personal story with him growing up in the Troubles in Northern Ireland. Um, so I, I thought of, I was very happy to see it win, and I was, you know, I thought it was well-deserved. Well yeah. No, I, I don't have much to fight with on, on this one. I mean, my, yeah. my favorite movie of last year was Licorice Pizza. I thought that was beautifully written, but I also understand that that was never that was never going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> that movie's too bogged down in controversy. Um, but Belfast is a sweet little movie. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, enjoyed yeah, it more was, than I thought I would. I, I was pleased with the Belfast win. Yeah, it, it's probably honestly Belfast is probably the movie I'll go back to like in a couple of years and be excited to watch again. And it's because it's written well and the music is good and it's everything's good about it. Yeah. Uh, we, we might even do an episode on it someday. Um, but for writing adapted screenplay, our winner was Coda. Uh, other nominees were Drive My Car, Dune, The Lost Daughter, and The Power of the Dog. Um, I, I kind of felt like if you were going to give Dune a real one that wasn't just for how beautiful and technically uh, technically incredible it was, it would have been nice to just have Denny win something. And this would have been a nice place for it to be. Yeah. Um, I don't think that the true strength of Coda if it has a lot of strength is in its screenplay. Um, uh, this, this was a weird win for me. How, how did you guys feel? Yeah. I mean, it, it seems like Denny Villeneuve did the impossible by adapting Dune, but I guess yeah. he hasn't fully adapted it yet. Right. That's true. He's half done. Yeah. yeah he's only half done. Yeah. Maybe, maybe next that's year he'll, he'll probably get it. Um, when the, when the whole story is actually finished, but for the first half of the book that he adapted the screen, really well done 50 percent was a hundred percent all right yeah yeah <laughs> that's what i'm saying <laughs> yeah i feel like yeah what what that movie really did deserve was was an adapt to, to screen um like recognition because that is the true magic of that film that that vision was taken to the screen so the, like yeah the unfilmable the novel was filmed yeah, yeah, it's the yeah. it's the reward it deserved the most, and it didn't get it. So that was disappointing. But I didn't. Yeah, yeah, screenplay also is directly like the words that are spoken, right? The screenplay is the dialogue. It's the script. It's the script, yeah. right? So it it could also be seen as like, you know, like everything everything about Dune I love, but the script, you know, pretty minimal. It's also just the script. Like it 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 could have been better or worse and i would have still loved the movie i don't think that like that was the thing that stood out the most to me as the thing i loved it was like oh what mm, they yeah. said was what i loved or how they said you know the mm, lines that were okay, spoken yeah. um but maybe there's more to the script too like with you know the direction and everything oh but, there totally is yeah yeah there's so, just the actions and you know the description of how the shots will be set up 
But I think this is actually probably, this might be the most difficult category from a practical sense for somebody, um, for the nominees. Because if you think about it, with the exception of maybe The Godfather, think of a book that's been adapted to a movie. Everybody always says the book's better. Mm-hmm. So if you're in a no-win situation adapting a book to a movie. So I think these, uh, it is a very, very difficult challenge. Um, but I'm going to hate on it, but I'm going to give her some props here because um, I've made my feelings clear about uh, Power of the Dog. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I got to give Jane Campion some credit because if the book was anywhere near as boring as the movie, I can't imagine <laughs> adapting that screenplay. <laughs> I mean, you just have to sit and read that hundreds of times. Yeah. I, I actually thought Jane Campion would get the, the Oscar for this. But you know, I, I also... It also occurred, occurred to me just now that maybe writing a script um, with in sign ling- for sign language might be that's got to be incredibly difficult. Yeah, that, maybe that's tougher than I than I've. It's probably a lot easier when, when you're adapting a movie into another movie. Yeah, that's you know? so. So this is really interesting here because Coda was adapted from a movie, a French movie, yeah. um, made ten years ago or something like that, which I haven't seen, um, and all the rest are books. Which is interesting. Books are short stories, yeah. Books are short yeah. stories, right. Like Drive My Car mm, is okay. adapted from a short story that probably takes less time to read than to watch the movie. Oh, hell yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and I mean, like, I, I don't know. It's just interesting. I wonder how much adaptation had to go into The Lost Daughter or like Elena Ferrante's writing style. is Pretty much straightforward, right? So like, do you just take that and make a movie? What are some it, it's other a weird movies... Category that are adapted from other movies. I can only think of one. I know. What? Lakaja Fall was turned oh. into the birdcage. Right. And I never saw the original, original, but I, I like the, the, like the new one. Yeah. But I can't think of any other. You mean like Academy Award winners? Just yeah. in general. Um, where they take so, a foreign movie and they adapt it to make it, and they do a good job making it. Oh, oh a good yeah. job. Okay. Well, now yeah. that you clarified that, I was I was about to say <laughs> the ring, or there, uh, there's a bunch of like girl with the yeah. dragon tattoo. Did that yeah. win any Academy? Oh yeah, those were Dutch nominated movies, for right? a bunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Numi Rapace, um, I thought I thought both those were pretty good. Actually, I don't know. I, I only saw one. I it was, it was a lot. Well, there's that vampire movie. There's the American version. Let me and in. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me in. Adapted from Let the Right One In, and I think both those are pretty good. I mean, yeah. There was it, uh, it happens. Never said ever again was adapted from Thunderball. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's nice. good. Nice. Ray adapted from Twilight. That's true. <laughs> Twilight fanfic. Yeah. That's, that's like that went through. Man, that should win like best adapted screenplay because that's like five or six ad- best adapted adapted screenplay. <laughs> <laughs> We're just copy and pasting at this All point. Right. We don't know who's doing what. Um, uh, but but yeah. So none of them are. I don't, I don't think stellar. Yeah, the, I don't know. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't, we, no, we like. Yeah, I think "Let Me In" is is pretty stellar. Some people are like, "Well, okay. you can never touch Let the Right One In," but I thought "Let Me In" was. I mean, it's a way more accessible than "Let the Right One In," which mm. I, I appreciate. I had never thought about uh, sign language being in a script, so I think that's pretty brilliant. That's yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't even know what that looks like. Maybe I should look up the script sometime. But or, yeah. or we can Maybe. look up to the Sound of Metal from last year, which we all loved. It's true. Mm. Yeah, yeah. 
which didn't get anything, right? No, I got best so. sound. Best sound design. Oh, best yeah. Sound, yeah. <laughs> Ironically. We're skipping the technical awards. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, so going out over to uh, visual effects, another Dune winner here. Mm. Over, thank- yeah. Oh, definitely. So imagine if free guy. Imagine if free guy won an Academy Award. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I felt like I heard your sigh of relief. You know, when best when free guy did not win. Yeah. <laughs> you did. You did. I was. I was really happy that 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 just came and went. Uh, no free guy. Um, but No Time to Die, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, and Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, Dune's great. This this one I, I felt was was fair. Yeah. Justin yeah. Meade. I mean, the CGI, wait, you, you can't have that movie without CGI. And yeah. it was it was brilliant. Like, there are some parts in Shang-Chi or Spider-Man where the CGI took me out. Like, in Shang-Chi, it's yeah. the, the last final fight scene. It's like, oh, you were standing on CGI rocks, people. Um <laughs> And then there's like some CGI and Spider-Man's like that nanotech man. <laughs> that is yeah, just CGI. Uh, um, or well. free guy. <laughs> free guy is free guy. Um, I did feel like if there was a movie that I would have been okay with Dune losing to, honestly, Shang-Chi would have been it. I I watched that in the last few weeks and I thought it was very impressive. Like even in the Marvel, you know, 30 plus movies at this point. I thought it was standout uh, exceptional. So the rings, the rings were rad as hell. I've never, I've never seen really that were. idea before. They that really that scene was really unique to me. All right. Sorry. Wait, hold on. Sidebar. Uh, yeah, this is a, a pure sidebar. Uh, Joe just showed us a tweet. Oh, yeah. I'm going to steal a joke this. here. Um, Chris Rock was really smart. We're, I'm glad that Chris Rock didn't tell a joke about Alec Baldwin's wife. And back to the topic. <laughs> All right, gotta gotta call out of that sidebar. I'm not sure if we want to get bogged down with Alec Baldwin, so uh let's just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> uh moving to sound. Here we have another Dune win nominees: Belfast, No Time to Die, Power of the Dog, West Side Story. Again, I'm good with I'm good yeah, with Dune here. Dune's great. I'm yeah, Dune's great. Dune's Power of the it. Dog. You hear wind, a lot of wind. Yeah, Belfast, a lot of Van Morrison. Uh, you know, No Time to Die, great bullets, great bullets. West Side yeah. Story, immersive sounds of snapping. You know, lots, lots of yeah. snapping. They got the snaps but, timed. Yeah, and Dune. Part of the magic is the immersion and the CGI, the sound, the music, everything about that movie doesn't ever take you out of it so just like the fact about... that they can ha- yeah yeah sorry i cut you off go for it think about like the worm like the sandworm like yeah know, down when the sandworms like standing over i don't know the, or was, the, it, it, the whole yeah. thing was just so so uh, when the bagpipes are blaring and there are <laughs> missiles oh, yeah. being launched at at like force fields, and I never doubted that that is the sound that force fields should make when missiles are s- slowly going through them, or that when laser guns are being shot out, that's mm. what laser guns sound like. It never occurred to me like, oh, that's weird. It, it all just—it was super immersive. Like when you don't like with CGI and sound, if you don't notice something as bad, and you are actually hearing it and contemplating those things as being good, then I feel like that that deserves awards. Yeah. The way they did the voice, I think, was the voice was really, yeah. really brilliant. Yeah, that was so cool. Yeah, in, in our IMAX screening, it it shook our 
before he even said anything, there was this uh, there was this bass boom yeah. that shook all the seats, and then he said something, mm-hmm. and that that was that was arresting. We all started passing water to each other. I don't know what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> um, production design also Dune alongside uh, nominees: Nightmare Alley, Power of the Dog, Tragedy of Macbeth, and West Side Story. Uh, I think it's kind of funny that Power of the Dog and uh, Power of the Dog is nominated here. N- not a lot of decoration happening on these sets. These are pretty. Pretty bare sets. Pretty sparse. Um, maybe intentionally so, but not mm-hmm. much going on. Uh, I don't know. It's it's great that this is for Dune again. I, I'm really happy with it. Nightmare yeah. Alley was really cool looking though. Like some yeah. really gorgeous carnival shit. Yeah. yeah I, I thought Nightmare Alley would win this because it, it did have good style. Um, it has, yeah. Like Guillermo del Toro, every time he, he does a movie, he has really great style in his movies and he knows how to kind of make a whole world seemingly come together and mm-hmm. he did I'm that. I'm pretty sure he there. owned most of the props that were in this movie. He's like, Probably, oh, I think yeah. I have that in my back room. Yeah, good. I <laughs> oh, got my electric chair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's in my other house. Yeah. I think it was pretty obvious that for these categories that Dune was easily the most visually impressive film oh, yeah. of all yeah. of the lot. And I don't I think we all probably picked Dune for all of these, right? I, yes. I actually picked Nightmare Alley for for this particular one. Same. Actually yeah. I did oh. too. Oh really? I yeah, both lost out on that. Yeah, I think I picked Dune. I kind of picked Dune for most things. If I if I saw it there, it, seemed, then, it seemed like the best bet. Yeah, but then I saw a picture of Dune. Like, oh man, I should have picked Dune. That looks cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, moving over to music, original song. Uh, this is a very silly category, and I'd love to actually start a podcast just going year by year and doing the original songs because you find some <laughs> wackadoo shit in here. Uh, if I was on, there is a just fantastic every- YouTube clip of that that goes oh, good. really. Um, <laughs> From like the 60s. There are songs that you never even heard of. Surprising right. oh, yeah. ones too. <laughs> but yeah, there's a fantastic YouTube uh, video clip that I've watched recently about that. Oh, what's it called? I'm going to have to look it up. Or if you remember it. it. Just, it's just clips of all of the, for a while there, the 90s. Um, Disney won everything. Oh, yeah. With like yeah. Aladdin, um, Beauty and the, the Beast, Beast. Uh, Lion King, um that you got a was the Toy Story. Oh yeah, yeah. Like uh, oh, there was that uh, Peter Gabriel song from Tarzan. Oh, yeah. oh yes, Tarzan. Yeah, no. you'll be in my heart. Phil Collins. Yeah, Phil Collins. You're Phil Collins. Sorry, not Peter Gabriel. Don't knock. Yeah. You'll be in Disney. My heart. Just like, but, but interrupted. Only Titanic interrupted that flow for like one year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and maybe yeah. that's why Encanto didn't win. Maybe they're just like still trying to get off of the Disney. I don't know, fan Pixar. Yeah. Billy, yeah. Billy Eilish was my second pick. So, yeah, I, I had picked Van Morrison. I, I actually, I really like the Belfast Van Morrison they're not, song. They're not going to give it to such a staunch anti-Vasker who couldn't yes. even go to this ceremony. That's exactly <laughs> what I said. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I the think Adele, I... Adele really opened the door up to James Bond movies winning. Yep. Yeah. Because I don't think even... a James Bond movie had won prior to that, despite having some pretty iconic songs. Mm. Sure. That was that like Skyfall was the one that, that convinced them like Casino Royale was not a one off. These could be prestige movies that could be nominated for awards. And it's OK for you to like them. This is the action franchise. You can like Oscars. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I, I shouldn't have bet against it. I did bet against it here. I thought that Dos Orgatos would, would, would get it. Uh, mm, and I just same. like it a little bit more because No Time it's to Die feels song. like yeah. No Time to Die feels like a weird carbon copy of Skyfall. And writing yeah. is on the wall yes. feels like a bad carbon copy that like fell in the water and then someone had to microwave it dry. Like, I don't know how, <laughs> yeah. how much more we can keep doing this. We need another like peppy James Bond song. 
Um, yeah, I, I like the Chris Cornell one from Casino Royale. Yes, you know my name. Yeah, that was a bit. The, the graphics on that intro were awesome too. Mm. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All the guys with like the spade people. Yeah. Yeah. The that card was, that was animation rad. of like spears going through is really cool. Yes. It's one of that, the best. That was one of those. That opening scene. I'm sorry, we're getting totally off topic here. But that opening <laughs> scene, black and white, with James Bond and Daniel Craig killing that guy in the sink. And then that Chris mm-hmm. Cornell song, breaking away from like the stupid Madonna songs of the <laughs> late Pierce Brosnan era, really mm-hmm. like just set the tone immediately that Casino Royale was going to be a different James Bond movie. Mm. Did, oh, yeah. Exactly. Anybody- and that Daniel Craig was a totally going to be a totally oh, yeah. different James Bond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that scene is iconic. That's when he gets his double O status. Yeah. Right? At the very beginning of the movie, right? Yeah. Oh, that is classic. And he just drowns Killing the guy, guy in the, in the sink. He was like, yeah. Yeah. Sink, it's like, like, this is dirty. <laughs> this is dark. <laughs> That's not did your father's it, James Bond right there. Sorry, Jesse. Oh, yeah. Sorry. That's did, our generation. Yeah. Did anybody vote for Billie Eilish winning? I did not. I did not. Me neither. I did it in Canto. Yeah. Yeah. I did enjoy yeah. seeing her like pick up the the Oscar with her brother. That was yeah, it seemed like yeah, a cool moment. Cool. Yeah, and she did a great live rendition of the song mm-hmm. that definitely proved her artistic ability to like perform it that well. Her voice is incredible. Yeah, um, so she definitely deserved recognition. Also, I know she has a thing about people not commenting on her body, so she purposely wears baggier clothing. And to see her on the stage with like much baggier clothing than anybody else walking around, it, it's it's kind of funny. It's very like well, what it was, it, it's was, anti academy in a lot of ways. It was really cool though because she's so pale, and they picked such a dark, dark you know outfit for her. Yeah. I couldn't even tell. Kind of, she didn't even look like a person. She looked like an ethereal head floating around the stage, and it was a really cool effect because everything else is so yeah. dark too. I, I thought uh-huh. I thought it looked stunning. Yeah, um, it did look yeah. cool. Um, yeah, uh, we can come right. back to this later. Oh, yeah, but sure. I have I have an insight on the Chris Rock Will Smith slap that someone <laughs> that a coworker Ooh. of mine just texted me. Interesting. Oh, well, I think we need to do that. Yeah. Okay, so it's slap another sidebar. We got a slap um, bar. If you remember, last year they did it at Union Station in LA, and they yeah, had right, more yeah. of like a lounge feel to it, where they had like cocktail tables and they were all sitting around that. I think they, they tried to replicate that again at the Dolby Theater. So that yeah. first, like, they killed the first, like, 10 rows of that theater and put those little lounge seats there. Right. And there mm-hmm. wasn't, like, a j- big giant staircase, as usual, to get up there. So he was saying that had this been your typical theater seating, Will Smith wouldn't have jumped over seats to get at Chris Rock. Yeah. But yeah. he was right there in front of him. And mm-hmm. there was no stairs to walk up. He He's in the front row. Oh, he was yeah. in the front row at those like lounge chairs. There was nothing obstructing him right. to get right up there. So if this had been a normal year uh, with the normal set design of the Oscars that we've seen for the last 95 years or whatever, I don't think Chris, I don't think Will Smith jumps up on stage like that. Yeah. Right. But they brought the stage so close to those lounge chairs that it was like a 10 foot walk for him. Uh, yeah, they were inviting Will Smith up there, basically. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so I there, think he was say, asking for it. <laughs> yeah, I think we could say bye bye to this setup for the Oscars for forever. Yeah, or I think never. so. 
Or Hopefully never. they get like bike bike rack and guardrails next year. Right. Maybe we can put all those tables closer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, just put the stage in the middle of the room and just have all the seating radiate outward from it. That way anyone can reach them at any point. It's like a cage happens. match. Yes. Cage match. <laughs> You're going to make fun of someone. They have to be in a cage with you. Exactly. Very small cage. Say it to their faces and take the hit. <laughs> Uh, someone who did win that we couldn't see their face, though, was the winner for Music of Original Score, which was Hans Zimmer, again for Dune. Uh, I saw a Twitter post of, of Hans being woken up at two in the morning, I believe, in Amsterdam, yeah. um, being told that he that he won. Uh, but he he wins, and Momoa accepted the award for him, and that was cool, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah I read How he many was has on... he won now? I'm not sure. I read Hans has been on uh, an international tour, so he's out. Um, doing his own thing, so he wasn't I was wondering why there. he wasn't there. Yeah, yeah, it would have been really cool to have seen him. Um, but also, taped he he deserves that for Dune again. Like the the music in Dune is really varied and always gives a different feel, and it's very like unlike the the style that we've been getting more, which is like with the music kind of blending into the background. This music is more in your face. He invented uh, a whole new instrument heard. to do this. Like yeah. He, yeah. he went on the big picture with Sean Fennessy. They had a really, really beautiful, lovely interview there. And they, they, he talked about the process and everything. And it it sounded like a bitch and a half, but it sounded like he had a really good time doing it. Uh, yeah. I, I love I, I love I, that he went. I guess this is only his second Academy Award that he's won. What? Really? Uh, Lion King. Please Lion tell me. Yeah, Lion King is the first one. Yeah. What? Yeah. He's yeah. been nominated like a dozen times, but this is only his second time winning. So. Okay. I think that's cool. Dunkirk, Interstellar, Inception, everything he's been nominated for. But yeah, he uh, I think he's long overdue for a win. Well, I think. Oh, yeah. I think I still prefer the Lion King, but this is I think this is my second favorite Hans Zimmer. Hans Sorry. Zimmer did the score to the Thinner Line, the film that my mother worked on. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. It's actually good score for it. Thinner Line just got snubbed that year. <laughs> <laughs> and if you go back, it's better than Saving Private Ryan. I will. All right. Hold that till I die. So if we ever do Thin Red Line, you're, you're going to have to be on it. Oh, totally. Okay. Or or we'll do Thin Red Line, and then you got to be on for Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I like Saving Private Ryan, but... Yeah. If you look well, at the side, do them back to back, you'll see that the Thin Red Line was a better movie. Okay. I mean, I'm totally open to it. I, get, I was a kid. I was yeah. a kid. I, I haven't rewatched them. I need to. Um. Another score, though, I did want to shout out is is that I really liked the Power of the Dog sc- uh, score. Oh, I really liked yes. Connie Greenwood. Yes. Um, and I love his other score that he did that he was snubbed for this year. Uh, uh, was, what's it? What the was it? Princess Diane movie. Uh, Spencer. Spencer. Yeah. It was a great I score. He, I thought that he, I actually liked that score a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ooh. like, not it's because definitely I weirder. It's, the, well, the Power of the Dog just made me tense the whole time. Sure. I just, I just felt mm-hmm. bad. It yes. made me feel bad. <laughs> Media. The music. Fantastic score. <laughs> it did yeah. its job. Spencer yeah. also made me feel bad, but like pretty. Mm. You know? Bad but pretty. <laughs> your, the, title, the title of your memoirs. That's the title of my memoirs. Oh, I'm yeah. gonna take that as a compliment. You should. You should. Yeah. Oh, I, thank you. I, I do love the the power of the dog score. I think it was my second favorite, but yeah. still Dune takes a cake for me. Um yeah. makeup and hairstyling. Uh the cake that you're referring to, Jesse, that cake was smashed directly onto Jessica Chastain's face uh, for multiple hours every day to give her <laughs> this look of being an alien or of Tammy Faye Baker. I don't want to call her an alien, but she has a very distinctive look that does not look very much like Jessica Chastain. 
Um, and they did a lot of work on her. And and she she's talked this whole award cycle about how amazing the makeup team was and how it wouldn't be, you know, it wouldn't it wouldn't have been the role if they hadn't been there. Um, sure. So that's pretty cool. It's there. I know that there were some people pushing for for a Cruella win. Um, but this one, I don't know. This one always seemed like it was going to the eyes of Tammy Faye. Uh, it, it was just so much work, you know? Yeah, I did not see the movie. But like, from what you're saying, that sounds sounds right. If you can transform somebody convincingly, yeah, it deserves it. They did the Oscar-y thing. And of course, they did the Oscar thing also with House of Gucci by making Jared Leto be a, a 50-some-year-old fat Italian man who says boof, unironically. But <laughs> it just, it wasn't as impressive. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched The Eyes of Tammy Faye recently. And I what I was thinking the whole time during it was they could have waited another 100 years for a good actress to come along that looks more like Tammy Faye to play this role, or they can do what they did, which is hire the best, you know, makeup and hair stylist to come in and convert someone like completely transform them into Tammy Faye. And that's what they did is they took Jessica Chastain, who's amazing and totally transformed her. And I, so I, I kind of, I was very much, um, I was very pleased by this. I thought they totally deserved it. It's amazing what they did to her. Just like I kind of assumed at the time when I was watching it that maybe she had done some sort of physical like. I don't know, like almost like overeating or, you know, like actors and like actors a Christian Bale sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe she had done something with to her diet or to her physique to make her look more like it. But she didn't like she looks great. And this uh, in this award, you could see she looks very, very, you know, thin, slender, healthy. And I was like, wow, the 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 makeup and and hairstylist really did an, an amazing job to make her look like Tammy Faye. Yeah, and I think maybe we can just shift over just so we don't have to, to come back to this, but to talk about uh, actress in leading role being Jessica Chastain who gets it. And I feel like these two awards go hand in hand here um, yeah. right now. Like she, she brought, she sounds a lot like Tammy Faye Baker and uh, got her mannerisms down the weird little um, ticks that she had and uh, the local ticks and her with her little puppets, you know, mm. which is a really bizarre thing. Um, but I, I was a little surprised to see, to see her win. I, I wondered if it was going to go Olivia Coleman again. Um, but I, I did pick Jessica Chastain for this. Did, were you guys surprised at all? No, I, I didn't. I wasn't see it. so. I didn't know. That was my pick as well. I I thought she deserved it. I thought just like she did not look like Jess, Jessica Chastain in her mannerisms, in the way she acted. If you had told me it was Jessica Chastain, like if I had not known it, I would not have believed it. She totally transformed in this movie, and I thought she did a great job. So I I picked it, and um, I had watched a lot of the other movies that had best actress nominations. And after seeing the eyes of Tammy, Tammy Faye, I was actually excited to like, I wanted her to win. So that, that kind of, that to me was, I don't know for me that that made her a personal best personal favorite. How about you, Joe? Did, did you see the eyes of Tammy Faye? I did not see it. Uh, so did I you? did not pick Jessica Chastain. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd you, you pick? pick? Who, who are the nominees again? <laughs> uh, we got uh, the Olivia app. Coleman, Penelope Cruz, Nicole Kidman, and Kristen Stewart. You put uh Oh, you did. 
Oh, I did. <laughs> you did put Jessica Chastain. Yeah, you won. <laughs> I, I can't see it. I thought I picked Kristen Stewart. He didn't deserve it, though. No, yeah, I would have gone with Kristen Stewart. I, I picked yeah. Kristen Stewart, yeah. Because I, I didn't see Eyes of Tammy Faye either. And, and I, for some reason, it was like the... I just didn't get to see a lot of the best actress movies or best actor movies. Everything else I got, but got to, but um, I don't know. Spencer was wild. Spencer was weird. Spencer was a feel bad time. That's for sure. It felt like Darren Aronofsky. But mm, yeah, mm, that doesn't sound like a movie I want to see. Which is why I have a, I yeah, love a surprising it. amount of puking. Yeah. I did not well, see a lot of the best actress movies either. Probably like a lot of them seem like real downers. Yeah. That's how, that's how you can act. How you can pull the I drama mean, out. Uh, that I is know. happy for deep people, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> sad happy. But it's not just sad. It's like real downers. Like, wow, life is just shit. Life is shit. <laughs> and this is the movie based on that life. <laughs> I mean, I, um, life I, is I shit. The movie. Wrong. I'm basing it off of like mostly previews or life is shit. You're like. a princess. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Spencer. Ooh. Spencer. Yikes. <laughs> Amazing. But, but going over here, uh, international feature film, Winner Drive My Car. Other yeah! yeah. Not, yeah! not stopping. I cheered. I actively cheered. I love this movie. It's yeah. great. Jesse, it's great. Get on get on board. I get, get on board know. the car. Get, I can't. Get I love drive. the car. I love the car scenes. I wish there was more of that. It, it was. was how could there be more? <laughs> I don't if know how there, there could have be more actually been more. It was funny, <laughs> Joe. In like they showed like a trailer for the movie, or maybe a clip from it, and Joe was like, "Hey, that's my car. Like they are driving really? my car. Yeah. <laughs> that's such a I cool used, car. I used to have a 1987 Saab 900 Turbo. It was the first car when I moved to LA. I bought it for a thousand bucks off, off Craigslist, and it is wow. to this day my favorite car. So I didn't see that movie, um, but I am going to see it now just for the love of the Saab. So you can oh, see your car, car in motion. Yeah. <laughs> it's a brilliant car. This is the only um, Best Picture nominee that I was unfortunately unable to watch all the way through. I'm an hour into it. I'm really loving it. But uh, my children have been acting up, and I have not had the chance to really sink in here. Um, the only other nominee I saw in the in the international features list was Flea, um, which I was which I was really moved by. I, I know a lot of people haven't been liking it as much, but I thought it was very moving, and and I appreciate it that it's here. Um. Yeah, I, I felt so I feel like I appreciated it less than you. And I, I feel like I, I don't know um, what's weird about it. Like, I don't really dig the animation style of it. It's very choppy. It's very choppy. Um, and it kind of like makes me feel weird watching it um, because of the animation style. Mm. Uh, the story is very good. Um, like, it's very it, it's real. I don't know. Documentaries are weird. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really know. How <laughs> so your takeaway was it made me feel weird. <laughs> documentaries are weird. Document no, that's what I was using. Concise I, I thoughts. Through, I watched through some of the documentaries and like I don't know how to watch a documentary. I don't know how to watch these movies, which oh, is okay. a weird thing to say. All right. Well, you, um, you should watch some more. And then, and then I should. And then when you see uh, Lul- Lunana, the yak yeah. in the classroom, you need to report back. I know you're going to watch will. that. I'm going to watch it. I'll say Hand of God is also fantastic. Um, Sorrentino. There's some troubling things in it. Put that out there, but it's fantastic. So the the description of the movie, I don't know if you guys have seen it, is like a boy gets saved by his soccer 
um, saved from death during the summer by his his soccer idol, um, mm. the guy who's known for doing the hand of God. I I I don't know soccer, but apparently it's really famous. This soccer guy moved to Naples and then like made a goal like by punching the ball, which you know you can't do. It's so cool, but he still won the game anyway. <laughs> Um, and like this is a big, well-known thing that I is that where they about. cheated England out of the World Cup? Mm, yeah, it was I in like the eighties. It, it was in the eighties or the seventies or the sixties. I don't know. A I think long it was time the sixties. It was okay. It was the sixties <laughs> before Mike was born. Did you watch the movie? <laughs> it's very, very barely about that. So like, I thought it was going to be all about like a kid and his soccer idol. It's not about that. This is just my pitch for for this movie. Dom, friend of the pod, hated it. I highly disagree with it. I'll have to check it out. I, yeah. I do like Sorrentino. I think I think he's, yeah. he's a good filmmaker. Yeah. Um, okay, editing. Dune against Don't Look Up, King Richard, Power of the Dog, Tick, Tick, Boom. Uh, yeah. I mean, King Richard could have been it, and I wouldn't have been unhappy with that. That's actually something I liked about that movie, even though it's too long, that the tennis scenes are really, really well cut. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know enough about film editing to really be able to geek out about like, oh, this movie was so well edited. I just know that. I don't know. I was I was there for Dune. I thought the pacing of Dune is really good. Yeah. And um, and after having to do a lot of editing for this for episodes that we do and understanding how time consuming and annoying that is and it being an audio only medium, I cannot imagine how much more annoying it would be to have to combine audio and video. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess that's right. Yeah. I don't really have much to say other than like when I was watching Tick, Tick, Boom. I was actively annoyed by how scenes were cut and mm. how it was switching from one thing to another and was jolting. So it was surprising to see nominated for that, <laughs> <laughs> for that and best actor, nothing else. It's like, well, right. One of those things it deserves the other <laughs> made me enjoy the movie less anyway. But what do I know? Clearly nothing about editing. <laughs> Just a little bit about cutting and pasting in, in Audacity. The same as me. Yeah. Uh, documentary feature. Uh, the winner here is Summer of Soul, which is one of my favorite films of last year. Um, I, I I love that movie so very much. Um, other nominees were Ascension, Attica, Flea again, and Writing with Fire. Uh, Mike, I know that you watched uh, Attica, right? I did. Yeah. That was a very um, troubling movie. It's a bad time. Bad time. Yeah. So it's about uh, the biggest. Um, it's about Attica. It's about Attica. Attica. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the Dog biggest... Day Afternoon. That's right. Yeah. yeah. There you go. The prison you know riot. About it. Yeah. Um, the prison riot. Biggest prison riot. It's very troubling. Very. It kind of made me feel sick. Yeah. Uh, which I think is what you're supposed to feel. So it mm-hmm. did a great I job. I was happy for Questlove. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that he that he gets to do his trailer for his upcoming documentary in last year's Oscars because he was DJing that. Yes, and then yeah. he gets to be here at this year's Oscars <laughs> getting the cool. award for it. Like, that was, cool. that was cool. Good synergy. Um, did anyone else see any of these documentaries they want to shout out? No, I, I wish I had seen more of these. I um, Yeah, my documentary game, I'm usually at least a couple years behind uh, on the documentaries, but... I'm definitely going to watch Summer of Soul. It's it's on my top list. Gots to, man. It's it's a great time. He talked about just the way he described his 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 method of of choosing which footage to play and he's like, "Yeah, I had 40 hours of footage and I just watched it for 6 months all the time even when I was sleeping and then I came up with this movie." And I was like, "You're a crazy person. That's a crazy thing to do." I thought it was amazing to see people who had been there or performed at it who had like 
maybe not done music since then or yeah. like just it had been forgotten yeah um because it had been eclipsed by other things like woodstock um but like uh they're watching it for the first time and they're like they're breaking down crying because like it did happen mm-hmm. i'm not the only person who remembers this yeah it, i thought that was really cool yeah it was really moving. amazing it's an amazing movie yeah um Real quick shout out here to to costume design going to Cruella. I'm mentioning this because I picked Cruella because that's the only thing that I liked in that movie at all was the costuming. Uh, that's a really long, very boring movie, um, but it has great costumes. So I'm glad I watched it for that. Um, I'm, I'm right there with you. That was my yeah. pick. And if for the exact same reason, I was like, that's the only thing impressive about it. But it was very impressive. Yeah. So. Great dresses. The one made yeah. out of garbage, fantastic garbage clothes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um let's see here let's go to uh, cinematography dune again winning dune against again. nightmare alley the power of the dog tragedy of Macbeth, and west side story i definitely had this picked greg greg fraser is a guy i think that's really going places um i mean he did dune last year he's got the batman this year and then dune part two next year like this yeah. is that's killer i was gonna dune pick up a nomination phenomenal right. cinematography i actually had power of the dog for this because i love the cinematography and power of the dog yeah, Ari Wagner, she did a really, really good job. They're really yeah. fantastic. Like making you feel so close and claustrophobic and scared, uh, you know, at the and presence of Phil in the house. Out in the open and still focused on on an individual or a couple dancing on the mountaintop. That is beautiful. It looks really beautiful. Incredible. Yeah. I heard um, two weeks ago at the Directors Guild Awards, um, Steven Spielberg got up on stage to accept his nomination medallion, which is they give a they give an award to all of the nomin- nominees. Okay, everybody mm-hmm. gets a prize, and oh, then yes. there is a uh, a final winner. But in Spielberg, he got up there and he just started praising all of his fellow nominees, and he was Classy. talking about he was yeah he was talking about Dune, and um, he said something that I thought was very uh, complimentary and impressive. He said, "Dune captured the desert." Like no movie had done since Lawrence of Arabia. It's a, I absolutely it, agree. It, it took yeah. it, it, the cinematography wow. of that made the desert a character unto its own. Hmm. And I thought that was really That's impressive. That's true. Yeah. Really. Uh, I mean, when you compare it to Lawrence of Arabia, I mean, you can't get better than that. By Steven Spielberg. By Steven Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you're, if you're Denis sitting there, oh, you're just like, oh my God, what is <laughs> this is the greatest night of my life. Yeah. You just start crying. Yeah. You just, just start just start weeping. <laughs> and Denis actually told a very funny story um, when he got up on stage because they all just praise each other at this award show. And he was saying he grew up in Montreal. Um, and he said he was not an athletic kid. Um, he was always a kind of nerdy kid. But in Montreal, every p- person has to play hockey. It's just like, you know, you're born <laughs> with a hockey stick in your hand. And he said everybody would get their custom jerseys made and everybody would have their names on the back and they would get their favorite player put on the names. And he said, this is, he said, no joke. He's like, everybody would have Jean Leclerc and Maurice the Rocket Richard and Wayne Gretzky. He said he had Spielberg written on the back. Man, I wonder, I wonder how much that got him beat up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Probably a lot. <laughs> yeah. But still, the ball's on a kid like that. That's impressive. Yeah. Well, he knew wow. what he was going to be when he was eight years old. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Ball's a shot. I'm going to be a goat. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's uh, amazing. I, I did say I did see a headline 
that they just started the pre-production or whatever the the stages before actually creating the second Dune. And Denny Villeneuve has a a quote saying, "This is the hardest thing I've done is starting the second movie. Like to start a follow up to this is the hardest thing he's ever done." Yeah. Um, and so I I definitely. I'm curious what that's going to look like for somebody like him. And I'd be having panic attacks, man. Like this. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily he, we know he's done Blade Runner 2049. So we know that he's someone capable of following up on a style, yep. like continuing that. So I, I've got faith in this. Yeah. If it wasn't for the fact probably that he take like a really long vacation after this. Yeah. <laughs> from a, from a technical perspective, and literary perspective, this might be the hardest follow-up since Peter Jackson doing Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah, only he yeah. was able to do all of them at the same time, and he, Denny Villeneuve, kept, kept yeah, rolling. He kept, he kept yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. He's and those are like separately, kind of more normal stories. Like Dune is, like the second Weird. half of Dune is yeah. where things start going different from from a normal part of story, the standard Messiah story, right? If I remember yeah. correctly, like things start yeah. getting weird. It starts getting time. Yeah, it's whimy. <laughs> yeah, t- time gets even weirder. Um, there's more flash forward, possibly flashback sequences, and then I, yeah, I wonder if the third one's planned where he's gonna. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll check. He's gonna back do in. great. We'll he's check do back great. in when we have our own Dune podcast, which it sounds like we're gonna That's have right. to do. <laughs> I'm gonna have to do it. Um, all right, real quick, just got a few last categories here for a big one. Uh, animated feature went to Encanto. I don't think that there was any uh, anything yeah, else it was gonna no. go to. I that, totally that like that. Yeah, I wanted I that surprised. to happen. I'm glad. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm surprised Flea didn't win in any of the three categories it was nominated for. I think it was up against really strong competition. It was. It was. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. But just it is a surprise. Um, actress in a supporting role, Ariana DeBose walked away again. I think that's been telegraphed for a really long mm-hmm. time that that was hers. And, uh, yeah, happy to see her there. Um, she won over Jesse Buckley, Judy Dench, Kirsten Dunst, and Anjani Ellis. Yeah, I, I, she absolutely deserved it. I just love Jesse Buckley and I thought that what she did in The Lost Daughter was great. Well, maybe she'll be here next year when she, I'm, when she's in men. I'm sure she's going to be here <laughs> next year. She's going to be here for years and years. Yes. So she's just fantastic. Yeah. She's here to stay for sure. Yeah. And probably good that she didn't win it for, for this movie. Cause I think a good, a solid movie, but like she's got more in her. She's got best actress in her for sure. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see what she does. Um, actor in a supporting role. Uh, I was really happy about this though. Uh, Troy Kotzer yeah. for Coda. I think, yeah. I, I thought he she was, the, that. I thought he was the best one in that movie. Uh, I thought he was down. incredible. Hands down. I think, Hands I think up. he was, Oh yeah, yes, yep, that's right. Um, yeah, maybe we should release a transcript of our podcast just for this. Um, yeah, but maybe. Uh, but what was I going to say? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the main actress—I can't remember what her name is. She was good. She was solid. But the daughter. Yeah, I don't remember her name either. But the, his yeah. wife was was Marley, Marley, Marlon Maitland, right? right. Yeah, and uh, we've mentioned her before. Um, Madeline, thank you. But sorry, what's the guy's name? Troy Kotsur. Troy Kotsur. He was the real heart in some ways of this movie. 
Yeah. Like while um, while the daughter was constantly reacting to most of the things that he and the and the mother were do were doing, he was he brought like a lot of like uh, he brought it all like down to earth. He made it feel like it was real. I never doubted for a second that this guy was a deaf fisherman out there. Um, and to actually see him at the rewards not like that was kind of shocking, which tells it, me yeah. that he yeah. It, it, I didn't. That's a brilliant. I didn't know role. He had that much face under that much hair. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but mentioned here, he wins over uh, Karen Hines, uh, Jesse Plemons, J.K. Simmons, and Cody Smith McPhee. Absolute travesty that J.K. Simmons is here. Uh, it's a very nothing role. <laughs> uh, really would have joke. loved to see Ben Affleck here for uh, for um, the last duel. Yeah, but apparently no one's seen it, and the only copy is held by <laughs> Wanda Sykes. This is one of the dumbest jokes. That was made. It's one of the, the most Oscar tragic broadcast. jokes because yeah. it's the truth. No, it was it's the it truth. Was funny. It's nowhere it w- here. I thought it was very funny. And it was recognizing the elephant in the room. The fact yeah. that the last duel is not <laughs> anywhere. I don't I don't know if there was an elephant, because I think again, not enough people have seen it for it to be like No one felt bad. No one got the care. joke. <laughs> Nobody they're like, what movie are you talking about? What? I felt vindicated yeah. by that joke, okay. personally. Yeah, I did I too. I like that. I got pissed. Staggering. <laughs> 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 Uh, but then the two no- nominees from Power of the Dog, Jesse Plemons has a couple great scenes. Uh, Cody Smith McPhee uh, again, yeah, same. Good, but uh, I don't know. This this was a weird category this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like Jesse um, Plemons is the same character in every movie. <laughs> he <laughs> yeah, Breaking exactly. Bad. Uh, well, Breaking Bad, he, he kills a child, so that was a little bit different. Yeah, except yeah. for Jungle Cruise. Remember when he's the crazy Nazi? Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, he was a crazy Nazi in Breaking was Bad, wasn't he? That's oh yeah, neo Nazi, neo not traditional. Yeah, he's got like three sort of aspects, and he can he can do one, two, or th- all three of them at the same time. Yeah, but he's, I, he's the Irishman, he was he's that like quiet. I don't know. He, yeah, he's killer. in season two of Fargo as the the husband of Kirsten Dunst, and I think that was yeah. actually what brought them together. Yeah, was yeah that's that. where they met there. And I love the character he plays in that season. Yeah, yeah. Um, the butcher. Yeah, but he's very quiet and very, like, yeah, very hesitant, very unsure of himself. I love that character he plays. Yeah. He's also in Black Mirror, in one of my favorite episodes of Black Mirror. The um, USS Callister. Yes. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Star oh, Trek the... kind of. Oh yeah, the creepy guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's also in Game Night, where he plays the creepy neighbor. Yeah. Who two looks three? Like <laughs> what is it? Two for three. How, how could that possibly be profitable for Frito-Lay? <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. He's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's got a few different speeds. But this one well, was a little more personal, and he opened up a little more. It felt like it, it was a char- it was Jesse Plemons' character I had seen before, but, you know, um, mm. more, more able to emote and having deeper emotions. Um, like that scene on the mountaintop, I think it's what cinched him the nomination for this. I mean, it's the scene they showed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm not mm-hmm. alone. Um, all right. But actor in a leading role, the slapster himself, Will Smith here for King Richard. Uh, he slapped oh. his way to the top. He slapped down the competition. I don't know. Any other joke you can think of. But he wins out over Javier Bardem, a joke nomination, in my opinion. Benedict Cumberbatch, Andrew Garfield, and Denzel Washington. What do you guys think about this? Uh, it seems like Ooh. Will been in the cards for a long time as being the guy ever since King Richard was even talked about. Yeah. Honestly, the King Richard movie is the only one I don't really have an opinion on because I did not get around to watching that one. Unfortunately, I do want to watch it. 
But like Javier Bardem is a travesty to me because he played Desi from the, you know, uh, Desi Arnaz. Yeah. Desi Arnaz from Uh, I Love Lucy. Lucy, Right. The guy who is, if you look him up in the dictionary, he's the definition of suave. He's there. Mm. Uh, That is not Javier Bardem. Not, not by a long shot. That guy is imposing and just, he's great. But he is not Desi. He he's also be... very ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Desi Arnaz was a very handsome man. Yeah, he's, he's, very got, handsome man. he's got. He's famous uh, for being handsome. Yeah, Javier yeah, Javier Bardem is famous that. for being ugly. He's he's <laughs> yeah. famous for playing villains, imposing villains. Yeah, I guess he is kind of three ugly villains. One of them was a skeleton yeah. guy in Pirates of the Caribbean. One of them had his mm-hmm. most of his face mangled in Skyfall. Right. And yeah. then, uh, oh, was one of them was the incarnation no country for of, old men. of yeah. chaos and destruction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It really seemed like he was just nominated or he was just cast in the role because he had an accent semi similar, yeah. meaning Spanish, mm-hmm. to yep. Desi Arnaz. And that was it. Uh, yeah. Yes. I thought that that was awful. I, I don't know why he was cast as that. Also, I, I don't understand. I love um, Denzel Washington. I did not like him in in Macbeth at all. (laughs) He had like one scene where he showed emotion beyond monotone. Was that the one that they showed the Oscar clip of? Yes. What? Yes. Other than that, he's like one. Yeah. No. You're wrong. No, he was great. He was fantastic. Are you kidding me? He only had like. Yeah, he only had one speed. What? Oh my gosh! No, no. Well, I mean like <laughs> good, good performance like, about rage. Yes, sort I, of. Like but an like, hour in, I turned to everybody's like, "Are we purposely?" And I, I did mean this as a genuine compliment, and I still wonder if it was meant to be seen this way. That Macbeth is kind of stupid. Like he seemed like he was no. playing it off as like Macbeth is not very bright. That's what I was getting from. Oh my god! Okay, I, I, oh, I really, I so I, it's, last it's night it's got to be one response. Oh my gosh! I have so many like it's different thoughts this that are is, speeding through my brain podcast. right now. I'm, I'm just stuttering here. <laughs> I watched uh, the tragedy of Macbeth last night, and okay. it's not my favorite version of Macbeth. I thought it was very well done. I thought it was beautifully filmed. I thought mm-hmm. Denzel and Francis brought something new to the role. Um, that was kind of dry and stale to me because I've seen this in every possible way it could be seen over the last 15 years. Um, Mm -hmm. And I really enjoyed the way that they did it, the way it brought forward the the destruction of uh, unbridled ambition and possibility uh, as he ruminates over the actions that he is going to take the actions that he is taking, the actions that he has taken, how that destroys him as a man. I thought it was beautiful. And I think that he brings so much emotion to the role. I think watching the physicality that he suddenly explodes with at times is is incredible. Um, I don't think this is a role that he should have won Best Actor for. I think it's really good that this movie got the Oscar nods it got, like the nominations. I don't know if it deserved a win in any category, but uh, I thought it was very, very well done. I agree with everything you said about the movie, but not about Denzel. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> well, he, brought, let's, let's... he actively brought the movie down for me, and that, that's, oh. all, that's all he can say about it. Oh. We'll have to talk about it another time when we when we cover Shakespeare adaptations. But oh. we got to get to in the final oh, moments yeah. of our show the final the big award the big award the actual maybe only semi surprise that I felt this evening. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, so we have best picture. We have Coda. Winning out over Belfast, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. Um, the the word on the street has been that it was going to be Power of the Dog for months. And only in this last couple weeks, there was a little coda surge. Um, I don't know mm-hmm. if that's just people mm-hmm. seeing it more or there was just a groundswell that seemed to happen. Yeah. And it looks like it just carried it over the top. But I know that ever since I saw Power of the Dog, I was like, that's that's probably best picture. Yeah, and for it to have what is it like twelve nominations, and for it to walk away with one win is is very it a big striking. win though. It's a big it win. A big one. Yeah, but yeah. one out of twelve is a terrible yeah, batting wild. average. <laughs> yeah, you were the best director, but you weren't the didn't have the best cinematography. <laughs> yes. You didn't have the best story. You didn't best have actors. the best actors. Like yeah, weird. That's a weird I mean, win. It, it was funny. My like we were watching the red carpet, like as we were getting ready. Uh, for watching the actual Oscars and everybody was talking about Coda. That's all everybody was mentioning on the red carpet. And my wife was yeah. like, Oh, I think Coda is going to win yeah. like best picture. Yeah. And everybody on the red carpet was like, Oh, Coda, Coda, Coda. And I was like, I was totally surprised personally. Cause I, I loved as much as I loved Coda. I didn't see it as a best picture uh, run like front runner. And you know, maybe if I watch it again, maybe I'll see more in it. I, I loved it, but not as, not as like top cinema or, you know, like best in the game. I, yeah. So, so I, I do yeah. want to watch it again. I think the fact that it won will probably force me to watch it again, like sooner than I would have, um, if it hadn't won, but I, yeah, I was a little shocked by this. Yeah. What about you, Joe? Were you? surprised i was surprised i thought that power of the dog was certainly gonna win um but i am looking at this right now as we speak next year when we make our picks we should just go look at the uh vegas lines because they were (laughs) damn near perfect they had they had coda minus 155 (laughs) they had will smith at minus 800 um they had jessica chastain at one minus 140 um, wow. Jane Campion was a huge favorite, so that wasn't the only ones that they got wrong. They got Belfast wrong. Um, for screenplay, yeah, this for screenplay, and they got best animated short wrong. Oh, uh, <laughs> okay. So next time we're gonna literally that. that's the only two that they got wrong. Nice. That's amazing. Okay, <laughs> so yeah, I guess I should have just looked at Caesar's uh, the Caesar's <laughs> book. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Really, and then we'll just all have it, just the same list next year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I didn't know. Can you bet on those? Yeah, I, I think no you idea. guys can. I don't. I don't know if like we can't in California. Yeah, we have to drive to. I mean, oh, if you Venmo me money, you can. No, we won't we would be never doing do that. something like that, Dan. <laughs> Maybe we should do this podcast from Vegas next year. Yeah, talking about how much money we yeah. lost. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, so Vito, what was so okay? Coda, I think we all agree. Like this was this was a good movie. It was it's an fine. enjoyable movie. I don't know, Joe. Would like, you it, agree it's a good movie? Okay, I guess I know you were yeah. pretty down on it. I didn't see it. 
Oh, I thought, I thought you didn't make it. <laughs> what? I thought no, you said you didn't make it. That was Power of the Dog that you didn't. Oh, Power of the Dog. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, I, but I mean, like, like it's good. Like, it's fine. Like, it's this fine. is a fun, enjoyable it's a, it's a movie nice to see. Movie. Like, I there's a lot of movies that I enjoy seeing. Yes. That I don't think are the best picture of any given year or or winners, and this is one of them. Absolutely. Um, there's mm-hmm. a lot that's really wonderful about it. A lot that's valuable and powerful in the representation it provides. Yeah. In the um and like the the humanity it gives to people that I don't experience in my everyday life. That's one mm-hmm. of the things I love about movies, right? Yeah. Um. But it wasn't the one that I, I thought was the best movie of the year. And I think everyone else agrees here. So yeah. I'm I'm wondering, Vito, what was your best movie of the year? Um, I mean, my my favorite movie of the year was Licorice Pizza. Okay. Um I guess we kind of did this yeah. before, but but to like are there any changes for anybody? Um out in this category. Like actual, are, are you actual say, are nominations. You this because you changed yours. Well, no, my favorite movie your favorite, of the year your favorite is, is drive my car, is, right? Well, you're, you're driving that car. Well, on this yeah. list, it's changed to drive my car. That's, I just yeah, want to I, say I know, that. I know you it. love. I that was just winding up now. so yeah. that I could say that. I, I, I knew you would love that movie. I knew that'd be your favorite yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, watching yeah, I'm like, oh, this is a Mike movie. How about you guys? What's what's your favorite movie out these ten? I think it's no surprise that Dune would have been my choice. Um. I'm trying to like be open-minded about the choice of Coda that it is, it is a unique movie. I don't think there's been a movie that represents like, you know, the deaf, uh, you know, like deaf people in this way. And it's not even like, Oh, they just had this gimp, you know, they just hired a bunch, a few deaf people to act in it. They actually hired incredible actors to portray these deaf, you know, adults and be the parents of a child and make a compelling story out of it. It is a really amazing feat that they did. And it was cool to see when, uh, what's his name? Troy Kitsur, the, um, the guy that won the best yeah, actor yeah. that like hearing him talk about that. The director was the best communicator that he's ever met. Like those are praises that, you know, is very unique. You you never mm-hmm. hear something like that, um, you know, given to to a team and a director of a movie like that. So yeah. it, in in the way that you it was unique, I think it does have like an elevated value. I don't think it that it was just like oh, it was just an a you know a gimmick or mm-hmm. you know like oh they're just trying to give it to you know a underappreciated group of individuals it really is yeah a unique feat of it, cinema it was, so I, I try to i try to view it like that like it is something that you know the academy awards is trying to give a nod to something that's very impressive yeah uh it wasn't like a, a hallmark movie with some deaf people in it signing sometimes um they were central it was built story. on that deafness you know yeah everybody who was signing was incredibly emotional and good. Like for the first time I felt like I was really like not, well, not for the first time now for the second time, second year in a row, I felt like I was really witnessing people signing and as like real acting that I'd never seen before. And I thought that was really great. I consider this an, um, an S tier Hallmark movie. Like this is Hallmark at its best. (laughs) Like I've never seen anything better. Um, 
And I, yeah, I think it's probably kind of degrading to, to say that it's Hallmark. I, uh, I feel like it I, transcends I'm, Hallmark. It does. Like, it does. But it is a good way to describe the feeling to those who have not seen it. And also in looking back, like I love Dune um, and I would have loved it if Dune won. But Coda is the only movie on this list and probably no, I'm going to say the only movie the last year besides like Encanto where I can confidently go up to anybody and say, you should watch this movie. You'll like it. You'll at least like it. Yeah. You may even yeah, think something it's very great. Un, very uncomplicated about it. And that's not well, putting it point. down. It's it's actually high praise. Um, that is high praise. Like, yeah. how many movies can you, like, just tell anybody you're going to like that? And th- that's a real bonding thing that movies are capable of doing and that a lot of these other movies were not capable of doing. Like, Power of the Dog, I won't recommend that to everybody. Belfast for it is a good movie, but it's pretty slow and you have to be you have to be more into film to appreciate that, I think. Um like Dune it's long. <laughs> it's, <laughs> you have to be in the sci-fi or else you will not appreciate that. Um but Coda, everybody will like that. What what did what did you think, Joe? What's your favorite movie of the year? Uh as I said, I was all in on Belfast. Um all in on Belfast. I thought Belfast was brilliant. Um I would have, I thought, as I said, Power of the Dog, I thought that was going to win um, just based on the results of the other award shows. Um, but uh, I wouldn't have been surprised to have seen Dune just because of the technical achievement. Sure. Um, and But it won all the technical awards, so that's kind of maybe its place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it just certainly got recognized for that. So I'm happy to see that. Um do you think that Coda is the number one pick, or do you think that this is a result of the preferential uh, ballot system? Uh, yeah, I think it's the number one pick. Yeah. You think everyone yeah. just wrote down number now, one? Coda? Now, okay. now that I look at the Vegas odds, yeah. uh, certainly people saw that that was coming, gotcha. which I didn't know that. But yeah. Nice. Well, um, we're going to wrap up our show here. Uh, Joe, is there anything you wanted to plug? Any socials you wanted to throw out there? Oh, anything absolutely you're proud not. Of, you want to point people to? <laughs> my <laughs> socials are nothing but my dog and my daughters. <laughs> Go follow him. Yeah, I'm a behind, I'm, I'm behind the scenes guy. I've got um, the, the only show that I have coming up. I've got the Glad Media Awards coming up, which uh, are like the LGBT Oscars. Sure. Um, and... Uh, I've got the Kids' Choice Awards next week, too. So ah. Sounds like a good time. Yeah, good times. <laughs> it's nice. the, uh, well, Nickelode- the Nickelodeon orange carpet. Nice. Do they still slime people? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you ever get slimed? Have you been slimed? Have you been slimed? I have been slimed. I was slimed How like... is that not the first thing that you said? <laughs> <laughs> I was slimed like four weeks ago, actually. How uh, is that? Oh, my gosh. It's it's just water. Oh. It's, wa- it's water and well, cornstarch. Dude, come on. You just ruined my childhood. But it's slime. It's actually slime. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, uh, I felt so bad. We did uh, this. Um, it's going to come out in the next couple weeks. Um, it's actually, I don't know when it's coming out, but it's called, uh, what was it called? The, the Slime Cup, the Nickelodeon Slime Cup. And it was a kid's golf show where they like partnered kid, like celebrity kids with celebrity athletes or whatever and a professional golfer and they did like they had the paw patrol hole um they had all kind and i brought 
I brought my home, my daughter home a bunch of Paw Patrol stuff, which she <laughs> nice. thought I was like the coolest person in the world. Like I took a picture of <laughs> Chase cool. and she was like, you bet Chase. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was in between shoots. He was really busy, but he squeezed me in. <laughs> but, but we shot it at the Rose Amazing. Bowl. There's a golf course right next oh, to the Rose cool. Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we shot it like the on the golf course, and then the final hole we did like a top golf type thing inside the Rose Bowl. Oh wow! Um, oh, cool. But it was unseasonably cold that day in Pasadena. It was like 50 degrees, and then when the sun went down, it got down to like 40 something. Right. And then we slimed a bunch of celebrities and they're sitting there dripping wet. <laughs> and the director's like, hold on a second. We need to get another shot. And like, these people are freezing their ass off. <laughs> we need to get them off stage and get them into warm clothes. And I don't want to give it away because it might, I don't want to tell you who wins because the people who won got slimed, but like, right. these are major, major athletes and stars. And yeah. they just had to stand there for like 10 minutes, just like shivering, <laughs> oh, covered in green slime. Celebrities are yeah. just like us. Yeah, exactly. They also get cold. <laughs> they also get cold. <laughs> but I have been slimed on the Kids' Choice Awards a couple years back. Um, and it's literally water, cornstarch, and green dye. I mean, it sounds ridiculously unpleasant, but I, yeah. I've always wanted it to happen to me. <laughs> I've always yeah. wanted to be slimed. We can all dream. made it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, thank you so much for for joining us, Joe. I hope it, it won't be the last time. I hope I hope we had oh, a good time. Anytime, nice. Uh, well, happy, for all happy of us to come back. Sure. Do it. Well, yeah. we'll let you back. Um, yeah. When, when you guys do casino, let me know. All right. Well, for all of us at Not Your Father's Movies, I'm Vito. I'm Mike. I'm Dan. I'm Jesse. And I'm Joe. <laughs> good night.